Hello. Hello. <laughs> Bro, I appreciate you, Daddy. Thank you for the follow, Daddy. You appreciate, me, appreciate you, Daddy. Oh my gosh. How, how, you, how you doing? Good, brother. Good. good. How are you? I'm doing good, dude. I, dude, it's been a long time running. We've been wanting. I've been wanting to get you on this for a while, dude. Yeah, I know. I that's my bad. I've been so busy. I'm changing jobs uh, next month, and you then are. I'm trying to get my own my own shit together on my own on my own stream. And it's just a, it's just a, it's a big shit storm. It's a big shit storm. Not gonna lie. Oh, but I'm here. I'm I'm happy that you're here, dude. Even though you have a yeah. shit storm. You're here, dude, but life comes first, dude. Honestly, you should. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> it's true, but I'm all good. I'm all good. all good. Everything's good. I'm here. I'm feeling good. You're vibing, dude. Like, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm, dude, I am vibing way too hard to be, for it to be a Monday. Like, I tweeted it out earlier. Like, I turned on, opened up Spotify, went to my Discover Weekly. Everything was a banger. Like, oh my, like, I had nothing to do at work today. I was just sitting in my fucking chair, just going absolutely bonkers just vibing so hard but <laughs> i don't know man i think this is gonna be a good week i think this is gonna be a good week so i'm that's, excited that's good to hear dude like honestly most people hate mondays honestly like i don't know why yeah people hate mondays yeah i mean when you're in the corporate world right nine to five monday gig just that sucks that usually sucks but yeah you know my uh, my work situation is a little different. I work from home most of the time, and mm-hmm. by most of the time, ever since COVID, it's all the time. So yeah. I've had the opposite issue where it's like I don't know what days I'm actually working because everything feels like a Sunday, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> which is good and bad. <laughs> You're Mostly just bad. Mostly bad. You're just relaxing all the so, time, then. I'm I'm too relaxed, dude. I, I like I'm on that degen sleep schedule. Like I go to bed at like three. I wake up at like. Oh God! Hey, I'm supposed to be waking up at seven, and most of the time I do, and I just look like shit. But then other days I wake up at seven, fall back asleep, wake up at like nine, missed a phone call. I'm like, God, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So why why the name Mussolini, dude? So funny, funny. It was funny back in the day when things were a lot less sensitive. But I I got this nickname in high school, so I'm mm. very core group of friends that i'm still friends with today Uh, a lot of them i've known since i was like seven years old and we were just kind of this ragtag group of like a dozen of us you know the doody dozen type of thing yeah and over the years we all got a nickname based on something that we did whether it was cool or whether it was stupid or something like that so for instance i've got a buddy that he's my best friend and i call him balls and the oh. only reason we call him balls is because the guy's got a huge pair of balls. Uh, same thing with the guy that we call the mailman because he always hung his package around. Like, it's just, like, stupid, like, middle school childish shit, right? So I was the only guy in my friend group that didn't have a nickname going into, I think it was my junior or high school. Uh, and so I, I didn't really feel left out, but in the inside I was like, ah, oh, fuck, everybody's got a funny nickname and I don't have a funny nickname. But it's not one of those things that you can try for, right? So the one thing that I did start doing in high school was I started working out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so I started to you know, develop some muscles. I was the first guy in my friend group to have a chest. And it was kind of lined up timing-wise with when we were learning about U.S. history, right? And so because I'm Italian, all my buddies used to think it was funny to call me after the dictator because we had just learned about it, right? And we were up in Yosemite, uh swimming through the rivers and shit and i took my shirt off and my buddy was like damn dude you're, you're like 
really kind of muscly now, like that, uh, like that Mussolini guy. And I was like, that, I don't think he was particularly muscular. He's like, yeah, but you're Italian. You got muscles and it works and it's stuck and it stuck. So when I came to Twitch and I was like, guys, I need a username. Like, what am I going to do? Every single one of them, 12 for 12 is like, it's got to be Mussolini. Damn. It has to be. Hmm. So that's what it's been. And, uh, all the, all the, <laughs> all the hate that comes with it. Right. People still think I'm being insensitive. Like I'm some dictator. It's like, dude, it has nothing to do with the dictator. It's just a stupid nickname I got in high school. All right. Dude, that's but, fine. You're you're fine. You're not a dictator that I know of, right? Nope. The only thing that's fascist about me is I want to establish an army of people that care about each other. So if that makes me fascist, then so be it. So be it, dude. That's <laughs> that's the fascist way of Mussolini, everyone. Kudos yes, to sir. Man. Dude, how was the Smash tournament on Saturday? The Smash tournament actually went a lot better than I expected. I'm not going to lie. Hmm. Um, I'd never hosted a, a tournament before. And it was something that I really wanted to do because that's how I got to Twitch, right? was through Smash. Um, The whole reason I came to Twitch in the first place was because I was getting into competitive Smash Bros during COVID. And so I was entering these tournaments and my buddies wanted to be able to watch, but they weren't being streamed. Uh, So I was like, well, fuck, I guess I got to stream it. I don't know how to do that. I guess I got to make this Twitch thing happen. Mm -hmm. So that's how I came to Twitch. Obviously, a lot of things happened in between. But that was always like the root of it all, right? That's where I wanted I, I wanted Smash to be a part of my stream in some way, shape, or form always. And because I like just chatting and the people I met through just chatting, I was like, okay, how do I get these two things together? And so that's where the brainchild kind of came about where I, I actually did a lot of research. That was the first tournament that was not only entirely cammed up virtually, mm-hmm. uh, the only tournament with a, with a halftime show. Uh, pre-game and post-game interviews. So, like, in tandem, I was the first to kind of do all those things without even realizing it. Shit. Uh, so, in, in my own right, I thought that was that was really cool. I really tried to convert that feel of, like, the uh, like the Super Bowl, like the, super, like the fucking football Super Bowl that yeah. everybody is so hyped about. They want to see the commercials. They want to see Janet Jackson whip a titty out at the halftime show. Like, I wanted that environment. But for for esports, e-sports right? right? And so with a little help from my friends, little last minute additions like Mr. Banjo in uh, in chat here, yeah. uh, Sule CSM uh, for the halftime show, we were able to put it all together. And then of course my hometown buddies that helped announce it with me in the uh, in the so called booth. So all in all, for for being a, a stream about gaming, when most of my audience is really more interested in me talking, mm-hmm. it did pretty well. It did yeah. pretty well. Um, I'm looking to upload it to YouTube ASAP, but it's it's a lot to, to scrub through four hours of footage and, right. and try to get the highlights. And I'm not too good at video editing mm. or anything like that, so it's going to take me a minute. <laughs> but it'll be on YouTube. It will be on YouTube. Uh, I checked I checked the record. Only one part of the halftime show got muted for DMCA, so mm. I'll be able to clip around that. And, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be doing more tournaments uh in the future uh definitely more smash tournaments maybe some other other games i I gotta get a little more creative with that but yeah uh more tournaments to come hell yeah dude honestly i know you rep valorant i think you should do valorant as well maybe that'd be cool i only feel comfortable hosting a tournament of a game that i'm good at and i am not that good at valorant i mean i like to think i'm good i like to think i'm good but when you look at my rank, you'd be like, this guy's a scrub. Dude, we've played. You're pretty good, dude. I think. 
I've gotten better. I've gotten better, but still not there. Once, if I ever get there, if I ever get there, then I'll host a Valorant tournament. But I was leaning towards Fall Guys and like establishing some sort of point system for how mm-hmm. many rounds each editor makes it to. Um, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Whatever, whatever seems to be relevant. Yeah, I get that. I guess. So I guess Smash. What I guess Smash did brought you on Twitch. I guess the reasoning first. You think starting streaming for yourself? Sorry, I can barely hear you. One second here. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. What was the question? So, like, Smash brought you onto Twitch. You think, right? Oh well. So, what brought me to Twitch? Yeah. Like, how I even knew that Twitch was a thing was mm-hmm. uh, I, I say it every time. My favorite streamer, uh, Ludwig. Yeah, uh, Ludwig. Ludwig Ogren. I remember, <clears throat> like, two years ago, maybe a year and a half, maybe two years. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was stuck at home, sick, and my what was it? Like I was with my parents, my cable wasn't working and I was like, okay, well, what, what can I watch? Nothing's really seemed to be working. I guess I'll just scrub YouTube for hours and hours and hours. And gaming's always been a thing that I liked. And all of a sudden I saw one of Ludwig's videos and I was like, oh shit, this guy's pretty cool. Like this content's pretty, pretty entertaining. <clears throat> and then I found out that I, I cause I, I was curious in all of his uh, videos, I'd see all this text running through and I was like, well, I don't think he's live streaming on YouTube, so he must be doing that on another platform. And then, of course, he started shouting out, oh, this is Twitch, this is Twitch, this is Twitch. Mm. And that's where I knew about Twitch. And then that's when I obviously was my first go-to and was like, okay, how do I get people to watch this not right next to me? It's got to be Twitch. Right. So I just kind of put two and two together. Um, but I still I still follow the shit out of him, Ludwig, I mean, on YouTube, on his Twitch. Um, I like to think that, I try to emulate some of the things that he does in terms of his content. Uh, maybe not obviously one to one. You don't see me doing like Twitch Jeopardy or, or anything like that. Uh-huh. But I do like the game show idea. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why I have Twitch Tank. Um, and then of course any aspect of gaming that I can make more entertaining, I'm going to try to do that. So whether that's you know do X Y Z challenge in Super Smash Bros. or else I get punished or pinning a couple of my friends against each other for money. Then, then I'll do that because I think it's hilarious. Hell yeah, dude! Like Ludwig was, like, when did you start? When did you find Ludwig, dude? Like, it could have been the roughly the same f- time as found you, like him as well. I found Ludwig over a year ago for sure. Back when he was around like two hundred viewers. Average, oh, okay, you're you're I'd way say. before me then. Okay. Yeah, so I, I've been watching him a really long time, yeah. really long time. I never said anything in any of his chats ever. I think what? I had a previous account that I no, I didn't. I was never an active chatter. I still am not, just because I, I just appreciate what it is he's doing. And plus, he's like a fucking you know, tens of thousands. You're Andy now, so yeah. it's like if I type thing, he's not going to see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I always just observed. Like I'd watch him in the car on, on when I used to drive a lot for work. Um, obviously, whenever I was home. And obviously the, the YouTube recaps and shit like that. So I was just constantly getting... That was like my new form of entertainment for a while. Like I stopped watching TV. I haven't seen a movie in years and years uh, ever since this just recent adoption to just internet content for me. So, hmm. yeah, you I, know, a lot of... Oh, sorry? Centered around him. Oh, cool. I said a lot of what I've gathered interest in nowadays is centered around me finding Ludwig like two years ago. Nice. Nice, dude. Like, I haven't watched a movie either in, like, how many years? Like, three? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think movies are, like, kind of dying, you think? Oh, 100%. I think the internet's going to kill Hollywood entirely. 
Like, if it's not COVID that's going to do it, it's going to be the internet because you've got people that are willing to break free from, you know, what's traditional and what's, you know, kind of the hot thing to do. Mm -hmm. How many times do you go into a movie and you can almost tell how it's going to end just by how it starts nowadays? You know what I mean? Yeah. I I, I watch scenes and in my head, I'm like, I already know what's going to happen. It's either going to be jump scare here, plot twist here, or, you know this that or the third there's only a handful of things that they can do to try to wow you nowadays and if it's not the thing that the movie industry has over internet or content creators on the internet the only thing is really production value right and you're starting to see that with guys like dr disrespect dr disrespect if you catch his youtube streams that guy is crazy i would say that he's the most well-produced streamer in the world Huh. Uh, and, and also say subjectively the best streamer in the world really? right now. Say what you want about him, you know, off the stream. But that dude, Cradle to Grave, his streams are next level. You'd think that they were produced in like some Hollywood studio. Hmm. I, I, I could see that. I could see that. Like, I don't know. It just depends. Like, of course, uh, Doc got like banned off of Twitch and everything, right? It was like... Yeah, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's the whole YouTube, whatever, that that part doesn't necessarily concern me, right? Right. The thing that I think is more notable and things that he needs, he needs to be seen for the things that he's doing well, not the things that he's not doing well, right? Because he doesn't even know why he's banned still. What people do need to see is that that guy, bank, I mean, yes, he's got a shit ton of money so he can afford to do these crazy things, Mm -hmm. but people need to realize that he's got a shit ton of money. He doesn't have to do anything if he doesn't want to, right? But he loves what he's doing so much that he wants to be the best at it. And he's being the best at it by pumping all of his money into his production. And you go to any other Twitch stream across any other platform, I dare you. And you try to find me that's more well-produced than his, I'll pay you 50 bucks on the spot. But I could tell you right now, it's just not going to happen. Chat, you could do it. Go find someone on them. <laughs> find someone more well produced than Doctor Disrespect streams that streams themselves, and I will pay you fifty dollars. I think I might actually have one. I'll I'll DM it. I doubt one. it. Do you know I'm okay. fetus? Do you know I'm fetus? No. No. Okay. Well, he was. Uh, I'll DM you it later. Okay. <laughs> he's like okay, he's good. like a little bit like less than Doctor Disrespect, but he does like good production stuff. So it's like kind of cool. Okay. So. Interessante. Yeah. Hey, Alistair. Hey, Tommy. Hope you guys are doing well. Um. So let's get into like real life stuff. How was like? What's your favorite memory of yourself as a child? Oh God. <laughs> um. Let's see. My favorite memory as a child. Yeah. Okay. So I. So I've got a an older half brother my dad's son right so not my mom's son he's my dad's son Mm. Uh, he's seven years older than i am and when i was a kid i used to think that that guy hung the moon i thought he was the absolute dopest person on the planet because he was strong he was tall he was good looking he was great at video games he could play the guitar like an absolute madman super smart just everything seemed to be like going his way, right? So I idolized that. And I remember he came to visit me in my family. Well, obviously my dad, right? But um, he came to visit us one day. And we, we've got obviously instruments like laying around the house all over the place. We're, we're very music focused here. And my dad 
went to him and he was like, Hey, show me, show me what you, what you've been learning. And he starts playing the song mood for a day by yes. <laughs> and it's, it's an entirely instrumental song. It's very emotional just by you listen to it and you can feel the emotion of the guy playing it. Damn. But the thing that really resonated with me was the look on my dad's face. My dad, I'd never seen my dad so happy in his whole life than watching his first son play Mood for a Day by Yes. And I knew like right then and there that I wanted to I wanted to be able to do that for him. Hmm. Right. I wanted to do something that would make him so proud of me that he, he would look like that. So that was my happiest memory because it gave me something it gave me something to really work towards and try to do, right? Um gave me some direction at a really young age. And it really set the tone for a lot of the success that I've had, you know, outside of other things, you know, my professional life, et cetera, um, because of that. Because I just had that drive to to really see that same look on my dad's face. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's that's a great moment. I don't have like crazy moments or good good happy moments like that like that's that's a good moment dude really i mean i i think it's it's really the perspective and how you look at it right it's it's i think nowadays especially we get so caught up in the things that make us happy because we're all about immediate gratification right and so the things that make us happy they almost have to make like some absolutely extraordinary out of this world impact for us to recognize them nowadays. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, there's a lot of little things that probably make you happy. You just don't give them that same satisfaction or spend enough time realizing that. Right. Yeah. Like the fact that you wake up every morning, you should be happy about that. Right. Not everybody can say the same thing. You know, the fact you wake up, you got a roof over your head, your power's on, you got food in your, in your fridge, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's the little things like that that you would think would make you happy, but because we're so used to it, because we're so used to these aggregates of little things that make us happy, we don't necessarily apply the same level of... We, we don't get the same satisfaction out of it anymore. Right, right. I get that. I get that. Also, hey, Riffless and... Yeah, Tommy yep. said it best. The guy takes shits in clean water. Like, you, not everybody <laughs> takes shits in clean water either. Exactly, yeah? exactly. Like... Look at, like, I know this is awful to say, but, like, look at, like, I think it's first world or is it third world countries? I forget the... Third world countries. Third world? Yeah, like, look at third yep. world countries and everything. Like, my sister went to Haiti in, like, a missions trip, like, a couple years ago and everything. And it's insane, like, the culture and just what they do over there. It's insane. It's like, you think... Well, it's not that it's insane. It's just very foreign to us, right? We right. think that that's terrible, but to them, that's, that's life. That's, yeah, that's right? normal life for them. And so to them, you know, if they wake up alive, they're ecstatic. If they wake up and they get to eat, they're fucking over the moon excited. We throw a pissy fit because we went to McDonald's and the guy put cheese on the burger. We asked for no cheese. Right. Damn, no cheese, dudes. And pickles, dude. If you have pickles. Gotta freak out, dudes. Yeah, right? We're ready to fucking crucify somebody because they made our burger wrong when there's somebody else that would literally kill anyone in the world for that burger to save their family. It's It's wild. I know it's wild times, dude. Also, hey, oxes. Um, what about ox? Ox, the ox, the man. Any embarrassing moments for yourself? How much time do you have? <laughs> um, how much time do you have, brother? I embarrass myself on a daily basis. It's what makes me me, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, I'll, I'll preface it by saying I genuinely don't really get embarrassed anymore. 
because I am who I am and you don't have to love me. So, but I will say that in terms of embarrassing things, I think the most embarrassing, like the most just awkward moment of my entire life would have to be my first tattoo. So my, my first tattoo is my only tattoo, right? And it means a shit ton to me. It's my, it's a memorial for my granddad. His ashes are in the ink so that he's always near me. Um, it mean, it literally means the world to me. Uh, but the story of how I got it is, is terrifying. So my mother hates tattoos, always hates, mm. always hated tattoos. Growing up, I was told to never, ever, 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 ever get a tattoo. And this was the one opportunity for me to get one. And I would fight her tooth and nail for it. But she said that she had to be there. Right. Which I was cool. With. Right. So I bring my mom to the tattoo parlor. It's, um, you know, this place up North with a guy that, but to get ashes put into the ink, you got to actually find a very specific kind of artist that will let you do that because there's technically health risks involved with the infection and the body rejecting it, et cetera. So not everybody's willing to do it. So we handpicked this guy to do this tattoo. And I get in there. I'm not really all that nervous. My mother's shaking like a fucking leaf. And I, and I get on, the, I get on the, the table and he starts working. So it's right on my chest, right? Right on my chest. And it kind of goes over and approaches the, the nipple area. And what I found out about myself pretty quickly is that I'm, uh, what's the word? Uh, <laughs> I, I like pain in like, a, like in like, pain. A, like a kinky way type of thing. What? I didn't know that. I didn't really know that. Oh. Uh, I'm, like, I'm like the guy that if I have like one of those little hangnails or cuts on my fingers and I get like hand sanitizer in it, it hurts. But I'm like, ooh, that's kind of nice type of thing. You know, really weird. But he's doing this tattoo He's doing this tattoo and he's moving closer and closer to the nipple and it's starting to hurt and a little bit more and more in like this weird tingly way. And I'm wearing basketball shorts and all of a sudden I just start pitching a tent like a, like a full, like not a, not a quarter, not a half, like a full on, like a real, like a real rager. And I look immediately look at my mom and I'm like, please tell me she's not looking. And she's like on her phone. So I'm like, Oh, thank God. But I look at my tattoo artist and he goes, brother, you know, I'm putting your grandpa in your chest right now, right? And he goes, I know. Just finish the tattoo, please. And that was that. But in that moment, I've never been in such cold sweat in my entire life. I was so uncomfortable. I'm just rocking a full on Woody with my mother in the room. The tattoo artist is like leaning over my body, looking at this thing as I'm getting my granddad's ashes put into my chest. It was so embarrassing i wanted to die on the spot did your mom but see now it i get to all? talk about it and laugh did your mom see it uh no to this day we haven't talked about it damn I don't, okay. know, I don't know i don't know if she saw or not i'm hoping not <laughs> you should totally ask her and be like hey mom i'm never gonna ask because i don't want to know <laughs> that'd be funny though dude that will be a great moment <laughs> And just be like, uh, you laugh about it's it. It's one of those things. I, I, I'd probably live. You know, if I, if I knew whether she knew or not, I think my life would be fine. Oh yeah, you know, I, I don't care. Yeah, you would just be like, okay, I can live life fine without her knowing. <laughs> you know, yeah, just... exactly. Uh, Jesus, man. Okay. Well, we're taking a dark, dark turn now, and I don't know if you're fine with saying anything. Deepest, darkest memory for yourself. Deepest, darkest memory yeah. for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, I, I used to I used to get them a lot. Um, you know, you 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 probably wouldn't expect it just because of the 
personality I put out on yeah. the internet. And that's, and that's my general, my genuine personality now, right? I've really turned a new leaf pretty recently. I want to say back in February, but before that, I mean, I've always been the, the sulky emo kid, uh, but was never, never comfortable showing it, expressing it, et cetera, because I grew up in a family where it was very much so like, you feel this way, well, you can get over it, right? You can get over it. You just got to think like this. You just got to do this, right? You can get over it. But the deepest, darkest memory I'd have to say was, it had to do with my my half-brother again. Um, I found out that he was not going down a, a great path. He started using uh, hard drugs. He dropped out of school, um, was selling drugs uh, out of out of his workplace, Jeez, just really going through it. And I couldn't understand why, because he had everything that I thought was important, right? He had right. parents. He had two sets of parents. He had my dad. He had a stepdad. He had uh, his mother. He has a sister, hmm. right? right? He has a roof over his head. He has all these things that I thought were critical in, you know, being happy and, and doing the right thing. Like, why would you be so encouraged to go down this way? And And he did. And I was so crushed to see this guy that I thought was the greatest human being to to walk the earth because he he had left such an impact on my dad. To go down like that really made me question, I mean, quite literally everything. I started questioning what really mattered and Mm -hmm. what was really the drive to do anything. Because if I have everything that I need then what's to prevent me from doing the same thing that he's doing, right? right? Because now he doesn't have everything. Now, quite frankly, he's got nothing. Jeez. And to me, I thought, so what's going to stop me from doing that? And it really put me in a, in a dark spot for for years, for years. And I just went through the motions doing everything I kept doing, you know, putting the same same face on for, for everybody else. But on the inside, I was like, what, when is that day going to come mm-hmm. where it's all going to snap together? And I'm going to realize that nothing like none of this matters. Yeah. You know, because I end up just like him. Yeah. I, but yeah. thankfully <laughs> I'm out of it. Right. Yeah. I've been out of it. That's good, dude. Like, honestly, you have people backing you up. You have Twitch, you have probably family, you have friends, you have people like backing you up, caring about you. Like they have yeah. you, dude they appreciate you uh, yeah and i and i appreciate every single one of anyone that's ever come into my life and left an impact on me um but the thing about you know even if i had known that because i had the same support believe it or not back then it was just the way that i operate is i am so turned off or I used to be so turned off by the idea of getting help right, right. i thought that it wasn't necessarily a weakness thing. I didn't feel weak for needing help, and I don't feel weak for needing help. I don't know everything, right? Yeah. And I need people that do know the things I don't to help me out. But when I was younger, and it, and it still catches up with me still today, I just don't want to burden people, right. right? I don't want to be a burden to people. So I don't want to ask help or ask for people to participate in things that I'm doing in fear that they would consider it a burden, hmm. right? Yeah. And that was a lot heavier earlier in my life than it is now. It still, it still rears its head every now and again, especially like 
you know, what, what's what's the most relevant example? Like if I want to put a show together or if I want to put a tournament together or if I want to participate in somebody else's thing, I don't want to ask. No? I don't want to ask people individually because I feel like it's a burden to them because they could be doing so many other things with their time that prob- that for all I know is would be more enjoyable or even less enjoyable. Who am I to say? Mm-hmm. But I don't take a lot of risks. And to me, that's a risk. Right. So that's why I typically refrain from doing so. I usually ask things in large form format, um, but that's not the most successful. So sometimes I just got to bite my, you know, swallow my pride and ask, Dude, which I'm you, trying to do. Yeah. I'm going to try to do that more. Like it was fine for you, like coming on, dude. Like I, I had to ask you, of course, and everything. But like, dude, it's fine. Message me. It's it's chill anytime. You're free. Yeah. I know. I just need to see. That's the thing. I'm one of those guys. A lot of people are just like me. You hear it. It registers. You heard it. But come five minutes from now, I'm going to be like, I can't ask him because I don't want to burden them. It's it's a weird thing. And it's one of those things that you want to say, just just get over it. You know, just get over that 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 aspect of yourself. It's it's, it's you can't. It's it's in my DNA. It's it's in my blood. It's in your veins. It's in everything, it dude. Ugh. Yeah. Pain. Pain, dude. Like, you can, I think you can get over it. I think you can. You just have to believe. And I think, I think I can too. It's just a matter of time. It's a matter of, you know, I, I think the best practice is doing it and seeing the result, right? right. Because that's that, that positive reinforcement of you taking that risk and it paying out the way that you wanted to is something that will encourage not just me, but anybody that takes the same risk to do it again, right? right? And to keep doing it until it becomes, you know, an established practice. Uh, it's when you, you know, you reach out, you take that risk, you get the answer you look for, and then it doesn't work out that it almost hurts more, right? Because you got your hopes up and then it comes back and you're like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't have asked in the first place. It's that balance. Okay. And I know the answer, right? The answer, you have the answer too, right? It's, it's to just ask, but for me to, to internally accept that is, is tough. Yeah. Like it's easy to ask. Anyone in chat should ask and it's easy to ask someone like anything to do with anything. Talk to someone. It's it's fine to talk to someone about anything right. in particular. Heck yeah, man. How's life growing up for yourself? So good. <laughs> good. So good. I, I I cannot complain. I mean, when uh, from the outside looking in, I absolutely can't complain. Now, in my own internal monologue, like I said, was that you know sad emo kid for what I realize now? Pretty much no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's just the way it was, but no, I have an absolutely phenomenal family. Um, I've got two siblings. I've got a younger brother who's about, you know, 18 months younger than I am. Uh, we weren't all that close until, you know, a couple of years ago, just because that natural, you know, older brother, little brother feud, but yeah. you know, now, now we're super close. We do a lot of things together. We go out a lot together. We share a lot of the same friends, which is incredible. Um, my baby sister isn't a baby anymore. So as much as I still uh, act like that helicopter brother that is not going to let anything hurt her, um, it's been so cool to see her grow up from Uh being such like a naggy little annoying brat to a beautiful, super smart, super talented person, right? I mean, she, she, my sister, I never would have believed would have such an impact on me growing up as, as she has. And really one of the, the turning moments of my, my whole life was, was recent. And it was, it was because of my sister, my sister 
is a college student still. Okay. Um, but she, she recently came home, last, was it February? Yeah, February, um, because of a, like a spring break or something or other. And I was going through a lot at that time. Um, my, my company was in the heat of wave after wave of layoffs. I was going week by week wondering if I was going to have a job. Um, I was in a relationship that was was good, right? Everything was good, but I knew I wasn't wasn't happy. Uh, and it wasn't because of anything that my ex-girlfriend did. It was just that I had other expectations, other things that I knew I wanted out of life and out of this relationship. But I was too, I was too afraid of so many things at the same time, and they ate at me constantly. I was too afraid of letting her down. I was too afraid of um, being alone again. I was too mm-hmm. afraid of potentially being alone forever. Um, and I was compounding that all on top of that, wondering like it came back. What's, what's the reason for me being here? Right? Like what, what is my, my long-term purpose? What's my five-year plan? What's my 10-year plan? What's my five-day plan? I didn't know anything that was going on. And I just didn't say a word about it for years, for years. And it pounded and it compounded and compounded and compounded. And I was not sleeping. I was letting my brain run like a hamster in a wheel for days on end. And I just broke down one day uh, while, while my sister was home. I woke up and I, I felt like I couldn't say anything. I didn't want to move. And by the time I could get up, I walked straight over to my sister's room and she was just sitting on her bed and I just started crying like a child. Yeah. Like, and I just couldn't stop crying. And I mm. cried and I cried and I cried and I couldn't say, I couldn't fucking say a word. Oh. And, but my sister, my sister, she, she comforted me and she came and she said, <clears throat> you know, it's okay to cry mm. because being a person is hard. Right. And for me, I never thought of that for whatever reason, no. that never, never really crossed my mind because, you know, mental health is, it's a sensitive topic. It's something that's becoming more and more, uh, encouraged to talk about, and I don't want to say like popular in, in in social media, but for lack of a better word, like it's very prevalent. Yeah. It's very prevalent right now. It's a very top priority concern. But to me, because I had never really thought about it, uh, I never thought that I was going to be one of those people that had an issue with mental health. And hearing my sister say that is what really opened my eyes to to it all. And I and then I started thinking, wow, you're right, like. Mm-hmm keeping it together and, and being a person and everything that entails being a person isn't for everyone, right? It's, it's tough. It's so hard. The, the things that you deal with as a person. Um, and we, we look at, we look at other people and we think, okay, well they're doing it. So why can't I do it? But the, I mean, the reality of it is everybody has the same, the same thoughts in some way, shape or form. Right. Right. And so since then, it's been a huge, huge turning point in my life. I see things through a totally different lens and I've been so much more appreciative of everything and everyone that I, I come into contact with because of it. And I, I, I really do have to pay it all forward to my sister um, for, for really opening me up to that. And then of course, you know, my, my, my parents, absolute mm-hmm. greatest parents in the world pushed me harder than ever without even saying it, right? It all came back to, I wanted my dad to have that big old grin on his face, being proud of me like he was for my older brother. Right. Um, and so with that and my mother, who will never let you do anything on your own because she always wants to help everyone. Like I had it, I had it really good. I had it really good growing up. That's good, dude. Like 
you had a good family to back you up on everything and just still love do. You, appreciate you do like they still are with you that's great dude yeah yeah that's that's the life that's the dream what people probably like dude that's great yeah i love that yeah and i i i think that i would agree with that but i also would say that your dream life is really what you make of it right Mm -hmm. because it depends on it all comes down to like what you value in the end whatever your end goal is and if your end goal is to be set up for a very successful life in the corporate world and then to do your thing that way, then there's going to be an upbringing that you would probably find more beneficial. But for me, the, everything else is just a benefit, right? Having a family to support me and, well, okay, I shouldn't say that. That, that was definitely a part of it. But, um, you know, a lot of the things I didn't have to deal with worrying about my next meal right i always i never had to worry about food growing up i never had to worry about a place to sleep growing up but the things that i do care about now which which is really centered around people right Right. people is my passion people are my passion um and so the upbringing that i had was very much so beneficial to that because it taught me a lot about empathy it taught me a lot about asking for help getting help and most of all, giving help and, and and showing love and support, because that's what that's what I grew up around. That's what mm. I've been surrounded by my whole life. That's great, man. I love that. I love that. Your motto is that. Like you don't see much yeah. people with that nowadays. You don't. Yeah, yeah, and I think that is because it's something that people want to talk about. You know, and like I said, with social media and everything we are going in the right direction, or at least we were, which was more positive about mental health, more positive about uh, hyping up your fellow man or woman or person, you know, your friends, your peers. But the thing that I will say kind of tarnishes it all is this, this idea, this, this intangible thing that we call clout or, or fame, right? It's, it's the, I think it's the worst thing that we've ever come up with as a, as a human society, honestly. And what it does is it compels people to care less about each other unless it's convenient, right? right. I don't want to participate and show love for your whatever it is that you're famous for unless it means that I'm going to be famous for it too. And that, I think, is, is a huge issue. Mm-hmm. I think it's a huge issue. And... That's why people say, and you're not the first to say it, a lot of people don't share that same idea with you. And it's, and it's true. It's true. A lot of people don't. But a lot of people will pretend that they do. And that's why I try to make it my mission to show that support for everyone with them knowing that I don't benefit off of this in any way other than the satisfaction of me knowing that you're going to do that for somebody else. You're going to make somebody else's day. You're going to make somebody else feel better. You're going to make them feel empowered. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's the satisfaction I need. I don't need, I don't need to follow on Twitter. I don't need, you know, fucking Kanye West to fucking retweet some of my shit. I don't need any of that. What I need is for people to hear that there are people out there that care about them and want them to feel loved, feel supported, feel empowered. And then when you reach that person, all I ask is that you pass that feeling along to somebody else and you just keep that chain going until we reach the last person. You say, I heard that before today, but thanks. Yeah. Until we get there, then I won't be 100% happy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's great, dude. I love that. I really love that. Like with my chat, I just come in here like, you don't have to follow me. 
and I have so many people that come in here. It's just like, yeah, that's fine. I just like coming in here and just vibing. That's my motto for self. Like you just, I just want to talk to people. I want to share love to people. I want them to share their love towards other people. That's my motto for sure. Like it's, it's great, dude. I love it. It's a good way to be. It's a good way to be. We need more, we need more cornerstones like that. Yeah. That's, that's the way that it should be. That's the way it is. (laughs) Some things should never change. How does that song go? I I forget. I really forget how that song goes. Damn. Uh, I forget. Well, I'll check it out later for sure. Oh, good. How was high school and college life for you? Well, high school was fucking cringe and a half. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Um, I mean, me just like everybody else, dude. Right? High school. You feel like you need to find out who you are mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And, you know, everybody wants to figure out who they are. So I just, like, me just like everybody else, I just started trying stuff. I just started trying to fit in with people who I thought, like, could I be part of this? Could I, could this be something I'm passionate about? So, man, I was a jack of all trades in high school. I was in the breakdancing club with a group of people that you would never see me associated with, right? I was in choir. I was a choir nerd. Uh, I played soccer. I played football. I hung out with stoners. Like I was all over the place. You wouldn't, if you tried to put me in a click or identify me as some type of stereotype, you'd be like, Oh, that's the guy that, well, he's just kind of weird. He does a lot of different shit. Right. That was me. (laughs) I had super long hair. Um, that was really kind of cringe. Um, what else, what else, what else? But the thing I will say about high school that really paid off was I strengthened those relationships with those buddies I've had since I was a kid. Uh, even further. I mean, high school is really what nailed it down is me being able to say like, okay, these guys I'm going to be friends with for the rest of my life. And I know it. And I know for a fact. And, you know, we've been friends since we still are. We communicate very, very almost too regularly. I probably talk to them more than I talk to anybody else on the planet. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that, that was overall great. My high school experience, overall great college experience. A uh, little up and down, up and down. So yeah. I went to a private Catholic college uh, right out of school. Ooh. And the reason why was because my granddad was sick mm-hmm. and I needed to be able to be nearby because both my parents were working. My siblings were still going through school and their extracurriculars. So when getting him to his chemo appointments, his experimental treatments at all these different university hospitals – uh, was a big task on my parents and my family. So I needed to be able to, to pitch in and help. Right. So the school that I went to uh, was actually within driving distance. Mm. And a lot of people ask me, like, well, why didn't you just go to community college? And I should have. I really should have sacked yeah. up and went to community college. But where I grew up, it was there was a stigma that if you went to community college right out of high school, you were perceived as like a, a dropout, a dumbass, like you weren't going anywhere with your life because you couldn't get into uh, a reputable school. It was kind of like that. What? And so everybody was very turned off by the idea of going to a community college. And I was too. I wanted to have a good education. I wanted to make my parents proud. And I didn't want to seem like a total loser to everybody that I knew. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I was really against it. Um, thankfully, I got a scholarship, so I didn't really have to worry about you know, the financial aspect, but I went there for a year, commuted, missed out on the freshman experience, didn't, you know, live in the dorms, didn't really get a lot of, uh, of that social interaction that way. Um, 
but I did do well in school. So that was good. The, the unfortunate mm-hmm. thing was my granddad did pass that very first semester I got there. And oh. so I kind of threw my hands up and I was like, well, now I've got no reason to be here. Uh, yeah. Where am I going to go? You know, like right. I don't want to go here anymore. This is not the place that I saw myself getting an education. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I kind of looked back, you know, my granddad, he didn't get to go to school. And my immediate thought was, okay, well, if he could have gone to school, where would he have gone? I knew my granddad loved LA. He loved SoCal. Mm-hmm. And so I had to pick the best school that I could think of off the top of my head that was in LA. And that was, uh, was the University of Southern California. So I applied, I, I got in and I got a scholarship for it. Um, some of it I had to pay out the ass in student loans. Trust me, yeah. I'm still paying for that. Uh, but I, But I did it, right? And then what was the next step? The next step was, okay, the degree that's in the long term, I need to get the most of this experience out of it as I possibly can. I need to make the most friends. I need to experience the most of my life that I possibly can while I'm here in LA because one, super expensive, and two, and I'm doing it for him, right? Right. And that made me so fucking anxious. Anxious. So anxious. Because my very first semester to get into the school, the, the college that I wanted to, the business college, I had to mm-hmm. get a certain GPA. So I was like, okay, well, there goes my social life. I don't even know what GPA I need. I just know I need a really, really, really good one. So I had to grind. I basically, in my mind, I'm like, I basically have to get a 4.0 or I'm not getting into the college that I need to get into. Mm-hmm. So social life out the window my first semester, uh, went hard in the paint on my books and I got into the business school. When it came to my junior year, so I transferred in the spring of my sophomore year, my junior year, my first like actual year in college at this super cool university with a great education, excellent social life in LA, all the, like the, the Hollywood dream, right. Hollywood of dream. school, at least it's mm-hmm. how, how it came across to me. And I was like, okay, how do I, how do I make the most of this? And I started meeting people. Uh, I joined a fraternity, met a lot of people through that. Hmm. But what I came to realize was that I didn't know that I had a lot of social anxiety oh. and I just thought it was me always being too tired to talk to people mm-hmm. after, for a long period of time. But I slowly came to realize that I just get anxious meeting mm-hmm. a lot of new people at once. I think a lot of people do, but something that I took pride in for an irrational reason was my ability to drink a lot of alcohol and drink some like drink beers really fast. You know, that whole frat life mentality really took hold for, for my first semester. And so I became quote unquote, that guy, that guy that, you know, could slam beers super fast. The guy that could drink a ton and not get super sick, that guy. And I was using that as a crutch to, to meet new people because the nerves would go away. Right. Because of the boozing. Alcohol. Um, but the things that I didn't take into account were how bad I would feel afterward. Not only like physically bad, like hangover bad, mm-hmm. but in my head, I'd feel so upset. I'd be so sad. I'd feel so lonely at the hmm. same time yeah. because I'd be slapped in the face with reality. Like, wow, I just made all these connections with people when I was hammered out of my mind. I don't even remember half of them. Damn. Like, what am, what am I doing? Yeah, But every time I would think about it and say, okay, this time I'm going to do it different. By game time, by the time that I was about to meet all these new people or go out to that party or go out to that mixer or go out and meet new people, try to make new connections, mm-hmm. that fear, that, anxi- that anxious fear would hit again and I'd go right back to it. Um, so I, I battled with that for, for the rest of my, my college career, really. It, it was getting better in some aspects. 
you know, I, I was toning it down towards the end, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was still pretty prevalent. So, you know, sleeping with a lot of women, that didn't really mean anything. So regret that. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people I met that I thought were really good friends of mine, I came back and realized I just thought they were good friends of mine because we always got plastered together. Shit. Things yeah. like that. So by the time I graduated and I realized what a fucking mess I was, it kind of hit me all in the face. I was like, maybe I don't need all that. Yeah. And come to realize that I don't, right? Mm-hmm. I was able to, I think it did help, don't get me wrong, just through repetitions, um, overcoming that social anxiety. Now yeah. I can go in a crowded room and, and say my piece, meet a bunch of new people dead sober, and it'd be totally fine. That's good. Um, but man, I was so dependent during those last two years that it was like, who am I? Who are you? Dang. Do yeah. you question that yeah. a lot? You think? Not anymore. No. I used to all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I used to every day of my life, dude. Growing up, holy shit. Up until I was twenty five. Jeez, man. I'm twenty five. You're twenty five yeah. and <laughs> you started you're fine uh, now. Literally literally until February. Jeez, literally man. until February. I I don't know what it was, but it was that that moment with my sister crying on that bed, I it was like it was like I could see the strings that control the system type yeah. of thing. It, you opened it was a new a door. Real, it's so like yeah. wide ass open too. Yeah. It, it was it's it's something beyond the one thing I still can't figure out is how to explain it. That's probably my my biggest mm. my biggest thing because I've really come to terms with the things that actually matter to me. Uh, I've come to terms with with who I am, what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are, the things I care about, the things I don't, mm-hmm. and. Overall, it's just put me in a way better mood, way better mood overall, uh, way better mindset when I meet people, when I, when I speak to people, when I talk with people. And above all else, it brings me, it empowers me to help others because I know that I'm not the only person that was struggling to kind of find out who they are and what they care about. Um, but what I've gotten really good at doing, and it's through my 25 years of being an overthinker, I just think about literally everything to the most minute detail for no good reason. But it's helped me a lot with problem solving. Um, it's helped me a lot with problem solving for my peers, especially, because I've got friends that will be upset. I mean, it seems like everybody's upset nowadays one way or another, right? right. You see it in Twitter. You see it on Twitch. So everybody's sad because sad is cool. Um, and I'm not saying that as a, as, a, as a joke, but it does seem to be like, People are a lot more comfortable being sad, but I think because everybody's putting it on social media that people take it for granted and that they don't think that they're actually sad. They're just being, you know, sad boy vibes or sad girl vibes type of thing. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I've come to realize that I'm pretty good at helping people identify what it is that actually made makes them feel sad. Hmm. You know, people that come to me and they say, well, I really want to do this, but I'm afraid of this. Right. Breaking down what it, what is this, right? You're afraid of mm-hmm. this, this. So you're afraid of people not enjoying it. You're afraid of, uh, you know, you want to stream video games, but you're afraid people aren't going to watch you because you're playing video games. Yeah. And it's making you sad because nobody's watching you play video games. Breaking that down and saying, okay, so you're feeling sad because you're afraid or you're feeling sad because you want people to watch you play video games, right? Breaking right. that down first. But it really what it comes down to is do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. Do you want to play video games on stream? You know, this is just an example, a very trivial example because it's a Twitch. Yeah. If that's what you want to do, then why does it matter 
who cares? Who else cares? Yeah. Nobody, if you are able to do something and nobody is physically preventing you from doing it, who cares? Do that thing that you want to do. Because mm-hmm. if that makes you happy, then I think you should go after it. Right. Exactly. But people, but then it's, it's the clouds, right? People that get so lost up in the clouds where they're like, oh, but, you know, what about what others think? And what about, you know, people watching me? Like, I really want people to watch me. Why do you want people to watch you? Why do you need, like, is it because you need some sort of gratification that you're doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. That's usually what it is, right? People mm-hmm. want that gratification. They want people to acknowledge that what they're doing is cool or right or, or that thing. Right. But what people don't understand is that you can get that same gratification, if not the most gratification, the gratification that really matters from yourself. Because once you identify that you're doing that thing that you want to do, and you know that you're doing the right thing, and you know that it's cool, and it's cool to you, then what the fuck is stopping you? Yeah. Right? Right. And that's the other thing. If When you do that, and you put your pride into that thing that you're doing, and you know it's the right thing, you're grateful that you're able to do it, and you're going as hard as you can because it's what you love, people gravitate towards that. Because they want that. Everybody wants that. Mm-hmm. If it's not with streaming, it's with something else. Everybody is after that feeling of, I'm doing something that I love to do, and I love doing it still. Yeah, the Everybody on the face of the earth wants that in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. Yeah. And so that's why like Lud- the Ludwigs of the world, the guys that look like they're having the best time doing what the fuck they do, that's why everybody wants to be him. Mm-hmm. It's because... He doesn't give a shit who's watching, who likes it. He speaks his opinion. And sometimes it's not the most, you know, not the most PC or widely agreed upon opinion, but the way that he carries it, the way that he says it, you know that he's absolutely right. He believes he's right. He knows he's right. He's happy that he's got that way of thinking and he sells it that way. Everybody wants to keep being around that. That energy is toxic. That energy is toxic? Why is it toxic? It's, it's not sorry, not toxic. Toxic's the wrong word. Intoxicating. It's infectious. Oh, right? okay. It's 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 almost like uh, it's like a virus, the, the mm. good kind, not not the COVID. It's so like kind. venom, symbiote, you know. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Huh. Well, I think I get that from you for sure. You're more of that graduation. Your pull of Ludwig is in you, I think for sure, and. It's cool. I you're smiling. I see it. I see it. You're well, that's because because this is this. Like I said, I don't want to say that I'm that guy, right? I don't want to be the guy that says that I have it all figured out because I don't want to seem like a pompous asshole. But to me, I like as far as I'm concerned and the things that I care about, I think I do have it figured out. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing the shit that I do for fun, right? Yeah. and I love doing it. I love doing it. Mm-hmm. But of course, when it lines up. You know, from the outside looking in, like, oh, Geo's putting on a tournament. Like, that's cool. That's a change-up. That'll be good content. Like, I don't see it as being good content. I see it as I had a vision in my head of something that I thought would be super fucking sick. And I'm just going to make it happen. And whether one person or a hundred or a thousand people watch it, I could give a shit less. Yeah. Because I'm watching it happen in real time before my eyes become the coolest thing that I thought it was going to be. And it did. Yeah. Right? That's, that's That's what I'm trying to get at. Anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do that. It's just a matter of getting over yourself and the idea. I need people to show gratification for this thing I'm doing to validate it. 
you just need to validate it. The only person whose opinion should really matter about the things that you're doing is you, as long as it doesn't hurt another person, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say, you know, obviously in the most extreme sense, I don't think people that harm others should look at themselves and say, I'm doing this because I want to, therefore I should keep doing it. No. No. That obviously totally different, totally different pain. When it is not impactful to you or to others and is solely about you and your business, go off. Go off, put your whole heart into it, and that's all you need to do. Yeah, I get that. Also, and high socks comes with the rest. Yeah, it all comes down to the rest. It's part of your mindset. Your, uh, what is it? I think it's your mindset. It is your willingness to go forward with it. I think for sure. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, for sure. Also, hi Sam. Hi socks. Hell yeah. Oh, hey Sam. Dude, that was that was a good convo right there, dude. That was you just went off. I like that. I love that. I do that a lot. That's the one. So that's my thing, right? I, mm-hmm. I want to, and that's why I was so happy to, to do this with you because yeah. this this platform is great for a lot of reasons, you know, for getting people, hi, Socks. I did say uh, hi to you, Socks. People, wow. No, I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I'm not oh. sure that now. Hi, Socks. <laughs> um, and, and Reflos and Tommy. Hello, hello. Yep. And Banjo. Um what was I going to say? So this, this, this platform is, is very unique and I think it gets seen as kind of like a, like a cop out in some sense, just because everybody's doing it, which can be seen in, in a negative light, which is very unfortunate. Right? right. I think that these are the types of things that actually need to get the most exposure because it really helps others more than anything else on this platform right people say that they tune into streams and they tell that the streamer like i come to your streams and i'm feeling bad and it makes me laugh and it makes me feel good that's great that's great but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to get you the answers you're looking for you're basically bandaging something Mm -hmm. right these are the types of conversations that don't bandage those wounds and that affect your psyche these are the types of conversations that help you reform it that really help recreate, restructure, and strengthen what your psyche is is current. If it's currently vulnerable, making it invulnerable, making it impenetrable, right? And this is something that obviously I'm very passionate about. But for me, I can't seem to come up with a platform in which I just go live and I just start yammering, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't want. I, like if I just went on, if I hit go live and I just started talking to a wall about all these thoughts that I have and how I was able to quote unquote, figure it out. The, the objective of it for me is to reach the most people doing so, which is where, you know, the, the sort of the clout thing kind of has to play a role. Unfortunately, if it didn't have any role, I'd be ecstatic, but that's the reality of life, right? Mm -hmm. That's how you get an audience to attend anything. Mm -hmm. So using, you know, not saying using you, but having you as this, host of this platform where the intention is to go into things like this is extremely helpful to not only myself wanting to express this but it's extremely helpful to the people that listen and want to take something from this because all i'm doing is i'm just basically spouting words of the thoughts i have in my head that i think a lot of people have especially when it comes to being surrounded by certain insecurities especially when it comes to twitch right Right. Because Twitch is this, this experience really is translatable to all aspects of your life. Yeah. The, whether you're a corporate corporate monkey like I am, or you're you're an internet influencer, everybody has these issues. 
at least a brewing inside their head to one you know, well, if they that have it. those issues but they haven't found those issues yet like some have not even thought processed it at all yet probably right. even right yeah right and that and that's that's i think that comes with a lot of exercise and that exercise is really taking a moment to really think about yourself and the way that you think about things and why you think about these things right so when i when i talked about you know all those nights that i'd spend not being able to sleep because my mind doesn't stop running it's because i was thinking about those things because mm-hmm. at some point i did dis- i did decide i've been going i've been spiraling like yeah. i get when i get down i'm getting way too far down like what is it that's actually making me feel this far down and that's why when I come into contact with others that have that they start off as surface level issues, mm-hmm. right? It's like okay. I'm upset that I'm not getting a lot of viewers doing this thing, and then boiling down and down and down until you get to the root of it all, and saying what is it actually that's stopping you from doing what you want to do? Yeah, and then coming to that realization like oh shit, I didn't even think of it that deeply. People mm-hmm. just don't want to think that deeply. And I don't know if it's because they're lazy, because they don't want to, because they're afraid of what they're going to find. But if you're going to spend time thinking about anything, why wouldn't it be about yourself? It's the thing that matters most, right? right? It really does matter the most. You think about your existence on this planet, the only thing that you can control cradle to grave is what you do with yourself, mm-hmm. right? Right. Damn. So why not spend the extra effort to think about that and try to reform and create whatever it is that you were looking for? And I say this, I say this almost every second fucking day. If you want to know what the meaning of your life is, then you got to make it for yourself. And for me, that is to have the most fun I can while I'm while I'm here, because whether you want to believe it or not. <clears throat> All 7 billion of us are just a bunch of fucking ants on a giant floating rock flying through space at an unknown speed going God knows where. Yeah. Right? That's right. the truth. That's, so, that's if you want to look at it from a scientific, literal sense, that is exactly what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Whether we're getting hotter, whether we're getting colder, whether we have a Cheeto puff as a president or a senile old man, that's what's happening right now in the most macro of scales. So what does it actually matter what you do with your life? Mm-hmm. right now and you got to think about that exactly what do you want to do do you want to leave an impact on the planet do you not do you not care do you not care about what happens or do you care because whatever you do with those decisions you have the power to do so right and no right. one's going to tell you if ands or buts about it because who are they to say what you can or do can or cannot think do believe about yourself right right now granted we're fortunate enough because we, we live in you know, respective countries that do allow a lot of freedom. Most people don't, but that's even more reason to think about it, mm-hmm. to think about it and to take advantage of it because not everybody else can. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I love your tangents, dude. I love them. That's why I always watch your streams and just you tangent. And I'm like, dude, this is shit. I don't think about ever. And I need to. See, there's, there's a very selective group of people on the internet that love it. And then there's a very overwhelming group amount of people that say, okay, is this guy ever going to shut up? <clears throat> and the answer is probably not. Probably not. Sadly. But that's, that's Sadly. fine, dude. That's fine if you have those chants. <laughs> it's the thing about like streaming and that because you're a streamer. They follow you for this type of content. If they don't, they, they'll just ditch you. That's the best part. Then they it. just leave. Yeah. Just leave. Though the thing, so I, I, I do this a lot. I do this a lot because something will poke me 
in in like a very insignificant way, and then I just flip the script and be like, okay, we're gonna just dis- we're gonna destroy everything that you thought about why the world's like this. And I'm gonna tell you why the world right now sucks, and you just need to focus on yourself. I was on two dating shows very recently. One was for Nixie, one was for Amaranth, and both of them, I, I somehow them. got on one of those. Tan- yeah, the Amaranth. I yeah. I know. Both of them, I went on some tangent or another about that. Mixie's dating show, I almost turned into a podcast about mental health. I was, like, very close to just running the entire show, and her chat was not happy because I was a guest, and I was just not shutting the fuck up about all these these thoughts I had. Same with Amaranth. Amaranth, she told me, I reminded her of her first blowjob because I just couldn't stop talking, and that's exactly what she did because she just wanted to get out of the room, so she just kept talking and talking and talking, right? Hilarious point, but you know, it's true. And it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. And the only thing I have to say about that is if it's not for you, I'd, I'd have to ask you to ask yourself, why do you not care about this? Is it because it's boring and you only care about, you know, the funny haha moments and that's fine, mm-hmm. but realize that you're in the pursuit of immediate gratification and you're constantly in this pursuit of immediate gratification and nothing is going to be significant to you. When yeah. everything is immediately handed to you, it makes you a little bit happy, right? Mm. So there's that there's that population of people. And I'm not attacking anyone. I, this is yeah. just the, the way I've broken it down and the things that I've seen. Because when, when, you, when you pay attention and you overthink shit, you really do realize like how people interpret different stuff. You learn a lot about people. But then there's another population of people that are afraid, right? There's that fear of, I don't want to listen to this because I'm afraid that he might be right. And I feel exposed. Yeah. I feel like this guy might he's saying the things that I'm thinking. And the only reason I'm doing it is because I think it too. I think a lot of people think about these things and they're scared of these things. Yeah. And that's why I I keep coming back and then keep trying to empower people to think about those things. Mm-hmm. Right? If if it takes me being the martyr and being vulnerable and being, you know, saying the embarrassing things, talking about how I feel and how I think, then I'm willing to do that because it doesn't affect me. But if it's going to mean that I can help someone else clarify the things that they're thinking, secure those insecurities, then, yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. Whether they boo me off stage or not, I'm going to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. This is next level shit. Hell, yeah. I love it. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, fuck. I could go... This is why I love that I was so happy to get you on because this is shit that I would not think of and then just tangents and shit. Like this is stuff that I love. Like you need to okay, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? Ever? I did I did too. Um I did an impromptu podcast called The Flexcast. Yeah. <coughs> it really just started out as like me and a couple people playing a game and then we said fuck it, let's just like talk in a call and i'm still on stream and people were like hey can i join this call can i join this call and then it just became one of those podcasts where i just came up with random like funny cringe questions like when's the most embarrassing time that you got you know road dome or something yeah so i've had podcasts like that but that's like comes back to the whole thing like i i don't know the best way to format a platform to encourage these types of conversations like my mind just isn't really there because i'm thinking about so many yeah i'm just thinking about so many other things like i have all these other ideas of things that i want to do because i think they'd be funny and i want to see them come to fruition Mm -hmm. Uh, but when i think podcasts i think that's unnatural for me right right? i'm not the type to like set a stage command an audience you'd be like okay fuckers i'm about to talk for two hours about the meaning of life and why you need to change your mindset like 
that's just not my my shtick. Yeah. Right. This is this is very organic conversation to me, and I want that to stay the same because <sighs> this conversation being so organic and seeming so natural, that's how I want this process to feel and be. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to people to perceive this exercise of thinking about yourself, your mindset, the things that, like digging down to the root of all evil, what makes you upset about things. I want that to feel organic and natural, not something that you have to set the stage for and make a big aha moment out of. Right. Yeah. Right. Damn. Italian interview. Thanks, Grumpers. <laughs> hey, Grumpers. Sorry. Hey. Hell yeah. Ah, oh, dude. Dude. All right. Let's go off of a different way, okay? How's and find and find a way I can make a tangent back to it? Yeah. Yeah. Find a way to get. <laughs> Don't worry. Well, you'll get into tangents the whole entire time, okay? Yep. <laughs> How's the dating life? You think you'll find someone via Twitch or search on your own time? You Jesus think? Christ, dude! I don't fucking know. I uh, I had my first like potential twitch interest a month or so ago and it was like you know when people ask you would you want to do a long distance relationship or an e-dating relationship i always thought of it because i mean like this is covid and i'm stuck inside and like the way that i am in a relationship is like it it comes in spurts spurts right it's like i want to be all over the person and then i want to be by myself playing video games i don't want to answer my phone i don't want to text anybody type of thing right it's like that that's how i like it and some people say that they're the same and a lot of those people seemed to be on twitch so i was kind of hopeful and i was like oh maybe this you know the long distance whatever thing could work out and it it crashed and burned in a weird in a weird way um Mm -hmm. because of the things i didn't take into account which a lot of people on this platform they have social anxiety yeah. Uh, when it comes to in-person interaction. Whereas me, like, I've always been an extrovert in the sense that I am very face-to-face, in-person communication type of guy. Right. Twitch has given me an outlet to where I can express a little more of my personality, um, which is just constantly talking because in most instances I'm a listener. But for the most part, like, pretty back and forth, similar, you know, everybody's got the same social anxieties, but when you get to meet them in person, things do tend to change. So that kind of fizzled out. Um, we're still very, you know, I'm not going to say very good friends, because I don't think we were, like, very good friends. It's not like we... Getting. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Going into the weeds with this, right? Point is, very civil, still support each other type of thing. Um, but then when I think about other opportunities for that, I do... I see it in my head working, Right. And this is a mistake that I think a lot of people make in relationships, especially now when everybody's feeling a little extra lonely because of COVID. Yeah. You start to, when you, when you get this feeling of attraction towards somebody, some people, and I'm guilty of it too, you fall hard, you fall fast, and then you start to manifest this idea of what the future could look like. And then all that does is it just gets your hopes up. Right. Mm-hmm. You start to think like, oh, well, if this does work out, then I could travel or they could travel and we could do these trips and we could do that. Like you really start to go off and think of all these possible scenarios in which you could do stuff and make it work. But what people don't think about is all the life that happens in between all those instances. Right. Right. And you don't think about the communication that needs to be there. 
Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, are you going to be asking all the questions up front, trying to get this notion, know this person as best as you can so you can establish the thought, like, is this person worth my time or not? Or you go the other route where people, you stay very civil, you just casually chat, you get to know each other over time, over a very long period of time. There's so many different avenues that people could go with it. And to me, headache. Headache? Absolute <laughs> headache. <laughs> and at this point, and, and at this point in time, Unless you know the person comes along that absolutely hangs the goddamn moon, and I worship them like I do my my family, uh, then I'm I'm going to be pumping the brakes, right? Damn. Granted, granted, I leave all doors open, right? I never I never shut anyone out of my life entirely, um, and I never let any opportunity go unnoticed, right? Mm. It's it's I, I get don't get me wrong, I get DMs from people okay. from girls, and they mm-hmm. you know saying that they want to you know. Oh, I would love to be with you, and I'd love to do this, that, and the other thing. And then all I have to say is that you know what? Given the current circumstances, you live here, I live here. It's COVID, not gonna happen, right? Good. It's probably not gonna happen. And even if I wanted to make it happen, it probably wouldn't be the best thing for either of us, right? Yeah. And so the way I just been laying it out is: look, I'm down to keep the relationship that we currently have going as long as you see fit, as long as both of us are happy doing our own thing. And if, if the stars align and it works out, then it works out, right? Everybody's got a plan for everybody. Mm-hmm. There's no need to rush the plan, right? Any rushed plan does not go according to plan. The plan has to be simple. That's all the it has to be. The plan does indeed have to be simple. <laughs> you nailed it. The plan is simple, everyone, okay? Keep it simple. Keep it short to the point. That's like whenever I, even like job-wise, I always try to keep it simple for like interviews and that kind of stuff. I and that kind of stuff. And also talking to like the person that I have to talk to. It's like, yo, you have a point A to point B. You got to, and you have to get to a destination. You have to keep it very simple, right to them. That's the thing. Even probably for dating wise, you have to keep it literal with them. Right. Yep. And I, <clears throat> I'm the most literal person in the world, by mm. the way. And it, it used to make my fucking, par- I mean, total tangent, but it used to make my parents fucking irate with me. Because my dad would say something like, hey, can you grab a couple of these? When my dad says the word couple, that means two. Oh, okay. But in his mind, it means like a handful or a few or a, or many even. And so when I ring back two, he'd be like, what the actual fuck are you doing? Mm. I needed like eight of these. You only gave me two. That yeah. type of thing. But I'm also very direct with communication. So right. if you call that simple, I like to see that as simple. Mm. I'd say that I, I would be the most simple man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> simple man, Mussolini dudes. Also, thank you so much, Grumpress, for yep. the 100. Biddies. Dang. Let's go. Let's go. Grumpers. Hell yeah. Okay. Now, this is going off the dating thing. Um, your favorite celebrity walks through the door right now. What's the fuck you? Would you do it? No. No. Uh, okay. My please. favorite celebrity right now always has been since i was a kid uh his name is sean daly okay also girl, known as slug yeah <laughs> also known as slug from uh from the musical group atmosphere i i have met him in person oh. and let me just say i don't swing that way so i wouldn't uh <laughs> that being said i don't treat anybody any differently than i treat another person right uh social status and how much i revere them does not matter to me at all um you know i'm very fortunate you know, let's use twitter i'm very fortunate to have a lot of friends that have like 
clout on this platform. Mm-hmm. And whenever they, you know, like I played, what was it? I played Valorant with Kate the other day. Oh, uh, you did? A couple of buddies and Kate, oh, Kate wanted to jump in and play with us. And everybody in chat was like, oh my God, you're big time now. Like you're playing with Kate, blah, blah, blah. And I told them, I said, dude, why you got to be weird? Mm-hmm. Why are you treating her like anybody else? If she wants to play a game, mm-hmm. you're going to treat her the way that we, you treat each other when you play a game. Right. Like why 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 are we putting people on pedestals? Do I have respect for the things that she does and you know the the content she puts out? Absolutely, yeah. I think it's great, and I love the fact that she keeps doing it. That's great. But I'm not going to treat her like some you know distant celebrity uh, dance streamer dance type person mm-hmm. for that. That doesn't make sense. Same with same with Gondok. I met the guy in person when I was in Texas, and I didn't you know come showing up with a cupcake and being like, hey, look, it's a cupcake meme, haha. <laughs> Because that's exactly doing what I just said I didn't want to do, right? right? Then I start treating them like this entertainment object rather than a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like any, what is it? I think, who have I met? Um, see, for myself, I'm big in like the music industry and that kind of stuff. And uh-huh. I do reactions and that kind of stuff. And also I'm a photographer on the side and everything. So all these bands and everything, I have to like message them and that to get into concerts and everything. And usually it's small yeah. venues and everything. So it's like, okay, I could just put in my camera and everything. But like, it's funny to think that because it's like, um, it's bands that I actually like look up to, listen to on a regular basis. And I'm like having a good conversation and probably buying them a drink and everything and just chilling with them. It's, to me, it's kind of funny. Like everyone's like, holy shit, you met this band, you met this artist, you met this famous person. I'm like... Yo, dude, what were they like? And I'm like, they're just a human being. They're just chill person, like, they're yeah. like you and me, you know? Yeah. Yep. They got two eyes, two ears, and you know everything else, just like us. Like, why? Right. <laughs> I like they were cut from something different. Yeah. Exactly. Also, thank you, Grumpers, for the host, my man. Ooh. Ooh, the big host of a thousand viewers. Holy shit, dudes. Man. Okay. Um, we talked about this earlier of course you're a man of muscle of course all right all right so covid did sap a lot of my size for me i'm uh, i'm down 30 pounds i've lost 30 pounds since covid started yeah you're of course into that any advice for people looking into to start out for like body lifting working out any meal preps etc yeah um my biggest piece of advice for anybody that is looking to start working out for the first time and has never done it, just realize that doing something is going to be infinitely better than doing nothing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are afraid of working out because they don't want to start because they don't have a concrete plan. They think that they need, you know, because of the media, my bait of my existence, they think that they need some sort of diet plan. They think they need a workout plan in order to see the results that they're looking for. And that's just false. Because what they do is they paralyze themselves with the fear that I don't have a plan, so I'm not going to get started. Or they use it as an excuse. I'm going to get started once I have a plan. Mm-hmm. But what they should be doing is just the simple things that everybody has at least seen done before that requires nothing, right? You can do push-ups. Even if you can't do one, try to do one. Oh, yeah. And if you got to go on your knees, go on your knees. <clears throat> and if you can only do one on your knees, then do one on your knees. And then tomorrow, try to do two. And then the day after, if you didn't get to, try to do two again and keep going until you can keep getting more repetitions. And you're going to see the results, right? You're going to see the difference in your body. You're going to see the difference in your mood, the way you feel, the way you carry yourself. Everything's going to change. 
And I just want people to realize that that is so addicting. Ooh. That feeling is like chasing the dragon because you start to see your body change. You see the proof in the pudding and you're like, wow, it's working. And I didn't even do that much yet. And then once, of course, you get a little more into it, that's when you start to incorporate these, you know, these plans. And do I go by a plan? Absolutely. At this hmm. point in my life, yes, I go by a plan. I've been working out for over 10 years now, um, <clears throat> very consistently on and off. You know, I, I have different plans for different goals. If I want to just maintain the size I have, keep the strength and get a little skinnier, I have a plan for that. If I just want to get absolutely fucking bigger than a boulder, I've got a plan for that. Um, and those things, they're, they're very basic, believe it or not. It's like once you learn one plan and you understand why you're doing certain exercises, you can really just come up with your own shit yeah. in certain way, shapes, and forms. It's almost like Legos, right? You're just <laughs> building something. It really is. It's like, okay, I'm going to use this workout for this muscle and this workout for this one and this one and this one. And you put together a plan like that and you do it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. It comes very But oh, that yeah. fear of like, I need, a, I need a trained professional to show me what to do. It's like, no, you don't, champ. You, you think don't. that the Olympians and the gladiators and these people that went to war and fought with their strong muscles, you think they had a workout plan with gym equipment? No, no sir. They were, just do, they were just doing something instead of nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? right over and over and over again that's all it was broken down to <laughs> grumpers okay, yes, yes they did yeah they did they oh, did yeah. to a degree they didn't have the same equipment and fucking plans that we have today right <laughs> right Jeez. they had a training regimen yeah they did and what was that training regimen it was doing something over and over again multiple times it wasn't doing you know bench press at a certain rep range for a certain number of sets to achieve a certain physique so you could swing a sword a certain direction it was not it was not like that i'll tell you that much it was not that scientific exactly yeah it's it's repetition and discipline Mm -hmm. and one one does breed the other right one does breed the other you do it enough times in a row what is it two weeks to create a habit something like that i forget i really forget that's actually how they trained gladiators. Oh, damn it. Maybe. You get the point. You get the point. Even <laughs> if I'm factually wrong, you get the point. You get yeah. the point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you get the point. Okay. Hypothetically, <laughs> not bench print, but goddammit, Krampus, okay? Okay, dude. <laughs> Hypothetically, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? If I could change one thing about myself, what would it be? Mm-hmm. I think... I think the one thing I would want to change, that's actually super tough. I don't know. I'm honestly, dude, I am very happy with who I am right now. <laughs> In all honesty, I am very happy with who I am. But I think if I could change one thing, I think that in social settings, I think I want to take a crack at controlling the conversation more just to see what it'd be like. Because right now, I'm a big listener mm-hmm. and that's why I think people think of me as like an old soul. Cause I've just been around so many different groups of people, so many different minds spouting so many different ideas mm-hmm. and I just, I just observe and absorb and it tends to, I, I, at least the way I think of it from the outside looking in might look like I'm a little distance from a conversation. And that's why I don't get a lot of questions directed at me, especially in person. Um, but the thing is, is I'm always listening and I'm mm-hmm. always listening. And so I'm, I'm curious what my, what my life would look like if I started to 
instigate more conversations in in person social settings instead of being such a background character yeah but the way that i compensate for that is actually through through twitch right when i go live on stream i kind of have to yeah instigate conversation i kind of have to put my ideas out on the table otherwise you're just looking at this yeah doing nothing it's just right? you just sitting there doing nothing you know yeah exactly unless, unless you do something so yeah, that's why I'm so thankful. That's why it's kind of hard for me to say, like, what could I change? Because I kind of am making those changes real time right now. Right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sounds like most... Jesus, Grumpus. Jesus, man. Okay. Listen, dude. Sounds like real streams. True. Jeez, man. But I'm like you. I'm like you. Like, anybody, like, anytime that someone's in a conversation, I just listen. Because everyone, everyone comes to their problems with me. And I just like, okay, I listen and everything that I give my feedback later, but like mainly anybody, the thing is like anyone likes to just give me their problems a lot for myself. Yeah. I mean, I, I tend to get that a lot too. And I think that's because you and I, we're empathetic people and we, we confirm that, right? That's the, that's what separates us from a lot of people is that we're empathetic, but we confirm it and we enforce it. Whereas people, it's and they can be. I keep fucking referring to social media because of how much of a cancerous <laughs> shit stack it is, but it's true. Like yeah. you see on the internet, when someone tweets something like they had a bad day, especially when they're popular and they've got a bunch of clout or whatever, the thousands of comments that are like, "You'll be good, king." Oh, queen, we love you. Blah blah blah. Right? Yeah. Those are people that supposedly, you know, a person reaches out and they ask for help, and then they get all of this help, all the support of people saying they care. Well, it's not like the person that tweeted it out is going to reach out to somebody that said, oh, I love you, queen. You'll be fine. They're going to reach out to the person that reaches out to them and says, hey, I know you're going through it. Uh, What's going on? And we open our, that's you and I, we Mm -hmm. open ourselves up to that because we have this genuine passion for people. We care about people. We want them to feel empowered. And then what becomes of that is that now you're that beacon for everybody around you. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a very helpful very um very noble thing to do right to to genuinely have empathy for others and to help others but it does become not a burden but it can become a burden when it becomes when when it's abused right right? when people are constantly badgering you and then it turns from i have a problem can you help me to now i'm just complaining yeah now i'm just feeling upset about something and I just want to bitch and moan about it to somebody. Can you listen to me bitch and moan? Mm-hmm. And what I've recently started doing, one sec, Modi's trying to call me. Let me ignore him real quick. <laughs> Modi. Why, why on God's green earth is Modi trying to call me? Modi, what? why? What? I know. I know. In, in a group chat called Minecraft Maniacs. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but but what, what was I saying? Fucking the, uh, what I've started doing in those instances is that I just point it out to them. And I say, hey... I'm very happy to help you solve the yacht in the keyword, right? Solve, solve, solve the problem that you're having here. But you're currently just complaining about it instead of doing anything about it. What have you done to come out of this situation that you're in? Mm -hmm. Most of the time, nothing, nothing, right? Nobody's done anything. They just have a problem. They want somebody to solve the problem for them. And, Am I happy to do that time and time again? Yeah, sure. 
you know, I'm happy to like lend a hand, help out, solve a problem. But what I feel, and this, this is kind of the way that I spin it, is, yeah, I could help you solve this problem, right? Kind of comes back to the teach a man to fish thing. I could help you solve this problem, but will you truly feel that gratification? Will you feel empowered? Will you feel better about yourself having this problem vanish? Or would you feel even better having the problem be solved because you were able to do it? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of giving them that sense of empowerment to where they feel almost like they have an increase in worth, right? They, they, it's like there's so many benefits to it. You're developing a new skill. You're problem solving. You're bettering yourself, right? As to asking somebody else for help, you're just putting a bandage on it. Yeah. And that's going to resurface again. And then you're going to either have to reach out to that person to fix it again, or you're going to completely annoy that person to where they don't want to help you anymore. And so not only do you have a problem, you have no one to complain to, and you lost a friend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, try to take a step back, look at yourself and ask yourself, is this something I can solve myself or do I need help? And if you need help, get help. Yeah. But don't just be a person looking for a quick answer, a quick bandage, right? Okay. Got to think long-term solution. Oh yeah. Self-improvement. Self-improvement. Live by it. Work. Put it in yourself. Live it. Yeah. Breathe it. Own it. There you go. Yeah. Um, well, I got some, a lot of stuff, sir, but what's on your bucket list for yourself? I'm looking at Grump Paris's question right now. Don't you think if they knew what to do, they'd be doing it? Yeah, of course. If anybody had the answers, they'd be able to act on the answers. But here's the thing that I want you to think about there, Grump Paris. There are people that do know what to do, but they still don't want to do it for X, Y, Z reason. Yeah. And a lot of it can come back to laziness, which is most of the time. Um, but it's, it's kind of coupled with frustration, right? They're so frustrated with whatever they're going through that they just want it to like poof, vanish, go away. And that's fine. Everybody's like that to some degree. I'm like that in some instances too. I'm like that. But poof, poof, vanish, go away instantly does not yield long-term results, right? It's the bandage thing again. Mm-hmm. So it, it really comes back to getting to know yourself, understanding yourself, being able to problem solve that you achieve a long-term solution. Now that I'm done with that tangent, my bucket <laughs> list thing, my yeah. bucket list thing, the one thing I think I want to do before I move on to the next life or whatever happens to me after death, I'd have to say that's something I never really thought about because there's not just one thing, there's many things, right? I want to yeah. see so much of the world Dude, there's so much oh, yeah. of the world I want to see. I want to spend, I want to spend an extended amount of time in a foreign country. I want to go back to Japan. I want to try to live amongst the people in Japan. Um, I want to, if possible, I want to see the moon. You know, <laughs> Elon Musk sponsor me, Daddy. I want to see the goddamn moon. Um, but I think something I definitely want to do before I move on is leave behind a legacy and in that i mean i want to leave an impact on people and as many people as i possibly can Mm -hmm. and i I come right back to it right it's that idea of i want people to recognize how i make them feel right? right and if that's empowered if that's happy if that's 
you know, feeling like they came out of a tough spot. I want them to acknowledge that. And I want them to acknowledge how they make me feel. And the way they make me feel is just having these conversations, even though it might not show in my face, is the most gratifying thing in, in, in my life, really. These, these conversations, meeting people, um, empowering people, it does so much for me than anyone could ever really know. So with those two things in mind, what I want out of people and anybody that I come into contact with is to just share that with somebody else and to empower them, to encourage them to feel those things and to then move it on to the next person and the next person and the next person. By the end of my time, I want to be able to say that I have X amount of people that are constantly pushing for the empowerment of others. That's what I want. That's what's on my bucket list. Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. See, I'm a simple dude and I just want to travel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, travel, travel, I think is something that everybody needs to do because you, there's so much about your life that is so centered around where you currently are mm. and what you're surrounded by. A lot of it has to do with social norms. A lot of it has to do with your day-to-day, uh, day-to-day activities. When you go to a foreign country where they operate entirely different from the way that you're used to, it totally changes your way of thinking. And it really, really, really opens up your mind to what is it that actually matters. I think travel has a huge impact on me figuring out what actually mattered to me, mm-hmm. actually. Nice. I need to um, travel then. Oh, yeah. I would have to agree. I think you need, I mean, America and Canada were pretty much the same socially. I would say yeah. try to visit. I mean, honestly, Japan. Japan is probably the country that I respect the most in ter- from a social aspect. It's the most respectful, the hmm. most polite. And it's not just like the touristy kind of polite, like, oh, hello, American. Like, please buy from my store. Please get my restaurant. I'm going to be nice to you. Getting to know people, day-to-day people. It's very uncomfortable to try to do, I'll be honest, <clears throat> because it's basically if you're afraid of going up to a stranger and saying, hey, what's up? Hello, my name's Eagle and I want to meet you. Yeah. And then thinking about translating that in another language to a person in another country. Very uncomfortable, very okay. uncomfortable, but so gratifying once you do, really? because you get to learn so much about that person and the things that they care about. And it really puts into perspective, okay, well, that that's actually incredible. This matters so much to you. I never really thought twice about this. Hmm. Now I'm starting to think maybe this does matter to me. Maybe I do give a shit about, I don't know, like fucking the, the environment for some people. Or like, I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking like blanket terms here, right? You yeah. meet people that are so passionate about something that it really makes you question, why am I not thinking about this? Why am I not passionate about this? And it's even even more of an impact from someone in another country where they haven't seen the same things that you have, right? A lot of your opinions and things you care about are structured by the environment around you, the things that you see on TV, the things you see on Twitter. You go to another country where they don't have the same things you have and they care about some different things. You might find that you don't give a shit about Jennifer Aniston or Kanye West or any of these fucking famous people. And you actually care about your your family or you know establishing some sort of legacy for for your family to carry on your children to carry on okay yeah Yeah, i like that it's all about new perspectives exactly like one thing i do want to do when i do travel is like i thought about this is like kind of like what you do with like sponsored childs or whatever like just go in a home or something kind of like an airbnb or something and just follow someone see how their like lifestyle is like that would be totally great 
to just see their culture, yeah. their aspect in life and everything. It'd be great. Yeah. I had an opportunity to do that in Japan. Um, I spent a day with a woman that is a chef for a living. Ooh. And I walked through her entire, what her day-to-day looks like. Mm-hmm. And it is so incredibly different from mine, not only because of the profession, but based on the interactions, the people that she would meet throughout her day, um, the things that she would do throughout her day that I had never really paid attention to, praying at a shrine every day. Like, I don't do that. But this is a significant part of her life that she does every single day. She shops from the same market every single day. She sees the same group of friends, same group of people every single day. And then when it comes to, you know, actually working is when she sees this different variety of people and the way that she treats each individual person with such incredible amounts of respect and the sincerity behind it all totally flipped the script on anything that I thought about what would be considered here the service industry. Hmm. But to me over there, I've seen it seemed like I was something out of out of like a day in the life sitcom or autobiography type of thing. It, it was Calm. a total different change of pace. Huh. Yeah, could have been, I mean, she she was having so much fun doing what she loved to do. You thought it would be a sitcom. Everyone was laughing. Everyone was smiling. It was it was almost scripted. How enjoyable it just appeared to be. And mm-hmm. that's just me observing it as American, right? Right. Wow, that's pretty cool, dude. How was how was Japan when you visit? Mm-hmm. My favorite place on the planet. Yeah, easily, <laughs> easily my favorite place on the planet. Uh, I went last March, not the March that just passed, but the year prior, um, right when the cherry blossoms were starting to bloom. So the weather was it was a little colder, but the just the vivid colors. It was it was like everything that I wanted Japan to be, and then some, because of the the, the real aspect of it. It went beyond television and you know cool wallpapers that you see of Japan. Mm-hmm. It was everything that you could have thought it was and then more nice. from paris is asking if i've ever been to italy yes i have um, i've been to uh just recently the year prior to that i was in rome uh florence naples venice murano um i was kind of from the down up type mm-hmm. of thing and then like italy too italy's an absolutely gorgeous gorgeous country um the the rome area is very touristy now as you could probably imagine so that that's kind of a kind of an eh. um but venice has always been one of the most beautiful cities on the planet going to venice for the first time was like remembering when i went to disneyland as a kid for the very first time it's like something so unbelievable and magical the entire city is sitting right on the water the, the water is is basically a mode of transport for the entire city there are no cars there are no taxis if there's mm-hmm. a water taxi which is basically just a little boat ferry type of thing you travel in t- between the islands of Venice and Murano by boat. Like it, it, it is a totally different experience from anywhere else in the world. It is absolutely beautiful. Oh, yeah. I love Venice. So I'd probably say Japan first, then Venice, Italy, easily. And I've been to Paris, been to France, been to London, England, and you know they're cool. But England to me is just, just funny speaking New York, honestly. <laughs> really. Really? Yeah, London, London, England. I basically thought was just New York City, where they use different money and people use funny words for other things, and they meant to see other things. It's 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 okay. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Good. To Shortage know. is fun. Shortage is fun as fuck because they love punk rock over there. They love their punk rock over in Shortage, man. Holy shit. Short. Oh, punk rock. Interesting. Yeah. 
Well, going off of music, what music have you been listening to recently? Holy shit. Well, let me tell you right now, actually. The last thing I listened to before coming on here was called Sex Hair uh, by Bedroom Boredom. And they are a alt-rock, punk rock band that I just discovered today. But that, that has been my sort of what do you want to call it? My library since 2000 and like fucking 2002. 2002. Really? Jeez. Like I've, I've been a punk rocker, alt rock kid for so long. It's disgusting. Damn. That middle school playlist that everybody is like, Oh, remember all these bangers from middle school? Like mm-hmm. that is my active playlist today. Damn. Pop punk is not dead. No. It is basically smurfed. Uh, it, it, it is, it is drowned out. Nobody wants to publicize or put them on big brands anymore, but people are still very passionate about the music. They're still pumping yeah. it out. You still got newer bands coming out. You have old bands pumping out new shit. It's, it's, it's alive and well, and thank fucking God, thank because God. I love it. I absolutely love it. Shout out God for that. Hell yeah, dude. Shout out God for that. But I mean, I'm like one of those people that listens to just about anything and gets an enjoyment out of it. I honestly, there's two or three things in music that I really look for. Um, I look for a certain type of drum beat in a lot of my punk rock songs, which is very fast paced because I like to think fast paced. I move fast paced. I talk fast paced. Mm. It's kind of been my thing for my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, other things I appreciate about music is, is bass, lines. bass lines. So I really look and feel like when I listen to a song and it's got a bass line that really just like rattles my core, even if it doesn't seem like it's that loud or that funky, but the way that the rhythm goes with it, right. that'll really nail me into a song long term. Like, uh, what's the song I, I love right now? It's called, um, Jesus Christ. It is called, oh, it's called something Memory Box. Memory Box by the Peter Cat recording company absolute banger of a song it's eight minutes long super sick bass line and then i think thirdly what i looked for is the vocals yeah and just the not even like because i i look at music and you know they say the whole thing is like when you're sad you listen to the lyrics when you're happy you listen to the beat i always listen for the vocals for the for the vocals themselves i tend to interpret the lyrics here and there haphazardly i don't really care about them too much as it pertains to the song when i look at music nowadays it's usually solely based off of how it sounds not necessarily the story behind it um because if you were to listen to my playlists that i make and you listen to the lyrics they're actually very dark very depressing uh but they go very like upbeat great rhythm um, you know, great bass lines, great guitar solos, etc. Uh, but they're they're hidden amongst these these sort of like dull, dark, just depressed lyrics. Send so me the later. Yeah, no, I, I I got it. I got it pulled up right here. Actually, it's called the mess tape. Yo, send me that later. I, the mess tape. That's yeah, funny. I will right now. That's funny. Yeah, but, but for like... yeah, everybody when I show them my music, they're like, "Yo, how are you not sad all the time?" And I'm like, "I don't know what to tell you. I'm just not." That's funny. That's funny. Like for me, for music wise, I look at what is it as well as like, um, see, I have a wide variety of genres. I've been starting to get into like, I love diving deep into new music and new artists and everything. That's one thing I love, 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 love. And recently I I have not listened to pop punk at all, at all. 
in my entire life. Uh-huh. And I'm just starting to listen to it, and it's very different, for sure, and I'm liking it a lot. Um, recently just finished Paramore yep. discography, so that was really, really nice. Nice. Um, hell so, yeah. Hell yeah. So that's been fun. As for, like, stuff that I listen to for, like, lyrical or stuff in music in general, I look into, what is it? How are the vocals? Are they clean and everything? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I like... I'm a person that's into metal rock and that kind of stuff. So I love yeah. my cleans. I love my cleans and that kind of stuff. Because screaming, there's no point. There, to me, I hate screaming because, like, you do it... You can't hear anything out of it, I yeah. think. There, you, yeah, I agree. What's the point of it, in a sense? And I also look into... What is it? Instrumental. I I just love, like, guitars, bass, drum beat, if it's a good drum beat, cymbals. Like, I look at every little detail into it and like this is a kicker song this is good you know uh-huh. eq in that kind of stuff like i do eq in as well for sound tech and everything so if it's eq'd well right i'm like dudes good song good song but yeah yeah no, you see you're like like audiophilic in a, in a overly i'm not gonna say you know lack of a better word nerdy way like you're yeah. all about the the very intricate parts of it that's cool mm-hmm. that's yeah. really cool i love that and not many people like or like what what are you thinking of eagle when yeah. you listen to this you know it's funny yeah hell yeah but any music recommendations you would tell people oh my god <laughs> fuck again how much time do i have uh definitely some bands to check out if you're if you're trying to get into the punk scene there's a lot of different types of punk right obviously pop punk being one of them but i think a nice sort of change up uh, from that is bands like the Front Bottoms. The Front Bottoms are more of a folk punk sound, uh, where it's not very, it's not overproduced. In fact, some people argue that it's underproduced, hmm. right? But it's that raw sound. So those are the bands I actually listen to the lyrics for, um, mm. because they're talented and they're they're really trying to convey a message about something, some sort of pain that they felt or or something that you know a high that they're riding on, etc. So. Front bottoms for sure would be one to definitely definitely check out. Uh, pop punk wise, I think that the old bangers like anything by Metro Station they're kind of considered pop punk ish. Not really, but Green Day obviously, okay. Blink One Eighty Two obviously, My Chemical Romance, Panic at the Disco. Um, there's there's so many of like the the old head classics that are still making new music. Blink One Eighty Two is still pumping new music. These are uh, not necessarily a punk band, uh, but but kind of on that edge of pop punk. Mm-hmm. They're still making new music. Those guys will always be great. But I'm just trying to think of other bands to shout out here as I'm scrolling through my Spotify. Cold Front, another great pop punk band, or not pop punk, regular punk band. Um, oh my god, I just saw it. I actually listen to. Funny enough, I listen to a lot of Japanese punk. Japanese. Uh, Japanese, yeah. So, I've listened so, to what is it? Japanese metal, not Japanese punk. What? So they're two. Like I love Japan. Like if that makes me a weeb, then I'm the weebiest weeb of all the weebs. But their their music is so diff. Like it's different, but you can see the similarities and the things that they do differently work so much better. That half the time I listen to is like a punk song from Japan. I'd be. I'd say that it's a better song than half the ones I hear in the states. The only thing that's separating it is, of course, the fact that nobody understands what they're saying. Um, So the the band that actually got me into punk rock, believe it or not, was a Japanese band. 
they're called the Pillows. The Pillows, it's a Japanese punk band. Um, when I was a kid, like a little kid, I think I was like fucking, let's see, 2001. It's 2001, 19 years ago. I was six or seven years old. Wait, Holy is that right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, right? something like that. Six right. or seven years old. And I was watching I was watching an anime before I knew that anime was different from cartoons. And it was called Fooly Cooly. And so it was basically it was a coming of age story. It was about a kid it was about a kid just trying to figure out, you know, all the things that come with growing up, you know, relationships, what your purpose is, what you care about, you know, making friends. Uh idolize, you know, he idolized his older brother, so it was like I kind of lined up with the main character really, really hard at that point in my life. But the entire soundtrack was done by this band called The Pillows. Pillows. And they're an old old punk rock band. They go absolutely ham. Excellent, excellent, excellent instrumentals. And their live performances are hilarious to me because the drummer looks so old and so leathery. But he is playing like these insane sounding drum sets. But then you watch him do it and he makes it look like he's not even trying. It's absurd. So they're the guys that got me into the punk rock scene. And then that's when I started listening to more like Green Day and Lincoln Park, not Lincoln Park, um, uh, Good Charlotte, some Alien Ant Farm for the, for the meme, uh, The Offspring, those guys. Jeez. Yeah, Offspring's good. I love Offspring. I think I just saw Offspring recently. Offspring, Sum 41, who else? There's yep. Sum 41's another good one. Um, I love they, Sum 41. Yeah. Mm. Offspring, they hit at like a really good time. Uh, that was like, when I started listening to The Offspring, I think is when YouTube started to become a thing and everybody was posting like music videos on YouTube. Hmm. And I remember The Offspring's music videos as a kid were like the sickest thing ever i thought that they were so dope like pretty fly for a white guy hilarious music video awesome awesome music video made me want to be that guy even though he was like a total fucking total dweeb um made me want to be him damn and then fucking hit that was a great music video why don't you get a job excellent music video like they they really killed it during that that mid-2000s range like absolutely phenomenal phenomenal (laughs) phenomenal artist phenomenal my man oh that's that's great i could talk to you about music for hours dude honestly yeah so much uh one of these days one of these days i just wanted to talk to people about music that'd be fun (laughs) that'd be fun yeah Uh, no i've 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 considered like going through music on stream and, and, and identifying like to me what was the best song of this year you know what was the best song of 2000 what was the best song of 2001 like i kind of want to do that one day maybe i will but i just gotta like i just gotta just gotta do it think of a good way to do it you know right yeah exactly i'm gonna get dmca'd for sure but who gives a shit (laughs) who gives a shit you're doing it and you're loving it and you're passionate about it hell yeah yep (sighs) controversial opinion for yourself any do you have Controversial opinions. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I gotta think about that one. My controversial opinion, I don't think that the stars dictate how your life is going to work out. I think that you do. So when people come to me and they say, oh, you're a Libra, so that means that you're compatible with this person, and it means that you're gonna have this kind of day, I just look at that and I fucking laugh my ass off. Because if I want to make something happen, I'm gonna make it happen myself. And it doesn't mean that because a certain ball of gas in the fucking sky said so. It's because I said so. Exactly. There's right. no point. Live your life yeah. how I, you want. I think I, I think that I think that there's some degree of truth only because it's coincidental when someone says, Oh, you're a Libra because you act like this. Mm-hmm. I think that you could say that about anybody. I could tell you that you have a Leo personality and it'd say a bunch of things about whatever the hell a Leo's characteristics are, and I'm sure one of them is gonna hit, even though you may or may not be a Leo or whatever other sign is out there, right? Right. I think people just like to assign labels to themselves like that because it gives them some sense of belonging where it's like, oh yeah, we're both Libras, so we're like this, or we're both Capricorns, but we're like this. It's like, bro, you're both people, so you're like that. How about that? How about that? You're just a person. You're just a person just like me. Mm-hmm. We're all doing the same shit. Oh, we're yeah. all flying on the same giant rock, brother. <laughs> and being ants on this rock. Yep, yep. <laughs> I love that term that you said. That's funny. <laughs> It's true. It's true. In an alternative universe, you turned out to be a girl. What would you think you would be like? I'd be just like my sister, who is essentially just like me, just a little bit smarter and a little bit cuter. Aw. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, like I mean, I see, I see so much of my sister, so much of myself in my sister, and I, yeah, it just makes, it just makes me happy to see that because we're just so relatable to each other we both think the same stuff we both care and worry about the same stuff mm-hmm. so huh. well actually going off of that anyone in your family you admire think you did become like uh there's there's like bits and pieces of the different members of my family that i want to take a, a take note of and, and, and empower within mm-hmm. myself right so my my, mo- my mom for instance is a never back down type of fighter. Like she will go to the ends of the earth to fight for what she believes in. Mm-hmm. Whereas I tend to fight for things until a certain point, And then I either start evaluating, is this worth continuing to fight for? Like, do I really need to do this? And I usually talk myself out of it. Whereas my mother is tenacious. <clears throat> my mother is absolutely tenacious and it, and it stretches like to almost unhealthy levels. She will, she will fight tooth and nail for anyone she cares about to make sure that they get the treatment that they deserve. And mm. I totally admire that. Um, you know, my, my dad, I think I take the most after from a personality standpoint, because we really are, uh, we, we just get along with just about anybody. You know, we, we, we really know how to empathize with others and, and be a, a hand to reach out to in, in a time of need or, you know, in the time you need help. Um, so I think that me and, me and him really align on that, and that's something that I want to continue to empower about myself and, and strengthen. My brother is a, is a just natural-born athlete. Like, the guy is so talented in anything. Like, he picks up on the things that he cares about. He picks up on so quick. He's the fastest learner I think I know in my in my whole life. You know, if he, has a, if he has a slight inkling of interest in something, he'll go all in and learn everything about it. Like he, he's, he's growing plants right now. He's learning how to grow 
he's learning how to grow cannabis. He's learning how to grow zucchini. He's learning how to grow tomatoes. Whereas I could give a shit less how it works. He now knows everything about how they all work. And oh, it's yeah. insane. He wanted to pick up football and become a punter. And now he's an insane punter, you know, NFL grade. Um, cool. So I, I admire, I admire that a shitload, and I wish I was like that. Oh, yeah. And then my sister, my sister has just the most, like she's got the biggest heart. Like I, I, you know, I, I say that I like to, you know, I care a lot for people, and it's and that's true. I do. What I come to realize though is that I do have a very short fuse for tolerance with some people, where I will dismiss them because of something that they do, right? You could say that it's kind of unforgiving. <clears throat> you could say that I hold grudges. Both of them would probably be a little bit true. <laughs> uh, my sister's not like that at all. My sister has mm. so much love for anything and anyone uh, on earth. And that is something that is seen as kind of like a, like a, you get walked over, walked on yeah. a lot for being like that. But I admire it. I, I envy it, honestly, because... Yeah. How could you ever be against a person like that? You know, how could you have anything other than love and support for someone like that? It's it's incredible. That's great. I love that. I don't see much of that. Also, hi Cam. Damn. <clears throat> hey Cam. Damn. I love that. I love that your sister's like that a lot. Damn. Yeah. You I, I do too. Trust me. Damn. Well, if you could talk to your teenager self, what's one thing you would tell him? <clears throat> Cut your fucking hair. <laughs> Uh, yeah, cut your hair would probably be my first one. Um, don't, uh, don't get into a relationship your senior year of high school. That's another good one. Um, how bad was that relationship? It wasn't that it was bad, but I was just, because I'm too nice Mm. in, in relationships. I really am. And, and I'm learning to not necessarily be less nice, but to, stand up more for what I'm, what I care about. That was something in every relationship. I always put my partner first, no matter what that I need to stop doing because it was just getting me into a bunch of holes. So I went on a trip with my entire senior class to uh, Mexico, actually very fortunate to do that and coordinate that. But I had a girlfriend that was still back at home and she was younger than me. So she didn't really fully understand, um, the gravity of it all and why it mattered to me phone really keeping me from doing the things I wanted to do. And it's not like a big deal that I didn't get to fully experience it. But Mm -hmm. like in that time, I think I would have gotten more enjoyment out of it. Maybe a few more funny stories to tell. Uh, Definitely more stories to tell about that trip than I did about the entire relationship. So if I could go back in time I'd probably tell her, just don't date her. Not worth it. Hmm. Didn't didn't learn anything. Didn't learn anything. Didn't Didn't, uh, grow, you know, right? Yeah, exactly. Also, thank you so much, Jan, for the follow. Appreciate you. Well, Pog. Pog, indeed. Well, Gio, we have the little segment now where I told you at the start of the stream, which I'm sure oh, we yeah, went shit. two hours in right now. Appreciate you for going oh, wow. this long, my man. Now, yeah, yeah. we are doing the section where we're getting to know you with the Google search, tweet, Instagram, Twitch clips. Dude, we're going to find out all of about you. All right? Are you excited? Oh, God. Uh, how doxed am I going to get here? I, this is the thing. Whenever I do this, I don't want to dox anyone. I try my best okay. to not do it, that shit because there's no point. I don't, yeah. don't want to okay. get about that, okay? And gotcha. okay. there is shit I've seen, and I will never put it on the internet for you because you will put it out there if you want to, okay? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So, 
Now, okay, let's see it. Let's see what you got. So, all right, let me f- pull up this good old folder of stuff. All right, we got two pictures that I need and to go for first. Okay, okay, only two pictures. Okay, <laughs> now we God. got, we got, and then we got to go with the Google searches and that kind of stuff first. Okay, cool. Also, okay. can exclamation point socials. I think it's social or socials. I forgot, but here we go. Your first picture is you and this chick on the beach with the muscle. Your old profile picture. Oh yeah. Okay. So that that's an older picture from a couple of years ago. Uh, granted, I still look the same. Thank God. But this is a this is actually a friend of mine from that first college I went to. Um, her name is Isha. She's very sweet. Um, she is from the area. And we had gone to Lake Tahoe for the 4th of July. That's why I'm rocking the uh, good old American wardrobe there. Nice. Nice, 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 dude. All right. That's a good little thing. All right. Now, we got our little, I think it's social cam. Let's try that again. I don't know. We got this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that was my trip to Japan. And my brother, uh, he started this trip. So my brother does not post on social media, like, at all. Mm -hmm. Like, at all, at all, at all. right? Um, but when he did, uh, more recently, he was in San Francisco, and he did the, you know, the touched it meme that you see, like, all those foreigners do, and you oh, see a yeah. lot of them, like, butcher it. But he nailed it. And now it's his it. caption. He said, nailed it. So I did that twice. I did it once in New York with the uh, the Empire State Building. And then when I was in Japan, that's, that's Mount Fuji in the background. So I tried to translate for the caption, nailed it. It, in Japanese, it. and of course, it was the okay. it was the literal translation, and so it didn't uh, didn't didn't work out. Didn't make, didn't make sense. So yeah. instead, I tried to translate it as the expression, and I think when you translate whatever is on there, it comes out to something like strong and successful or something. So if you what? translate the captions like strong and successful, nailed it, and everybody's nailed like, "You're it. such a cocky asshole." That's funny. It's successful. It's like, bro, I just translated it from Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Good trip. Love, Good love trip. It. Good vibes. Well, that's it for pictures I found on the dark places I found you view. Okay. The dark places. Not the dark places. I'm kidding. The places where I won't dox you, of course, for sure. Okay. Thank you. Thank there you. There we go. Okay. Now we're going to get behind tweets. I dug deep okay. into your tweets. I'm pissed at you. Okay. Okay. I'm pissed at you because- Why? Because I, I think, don't have cringe tweets. No, you don't have any tweets. I think you deleted stuff, and I can't find anything. Okay? I don't think I've ever deleted a tweet. My Twitter is very new. I know. I that's Twitter... why I'm wondering, because, like, did you have a Twitter beforehand, or is this, like, the only social media? This, this is this is my first Twitter account. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what I was wondering. Okay. Yeah, this is my first Twitter account. I'm trying to think if I had one in high school. I think I used a different app that was, like, a more local one. MySpace? <laughs> no, I had a MySpace. I know for a fact. That's gone now. Shit. Um, no, no, damn. this is my first Twitter, yeah. Well, so sorry, no, no cringe tweets. <laughs> God damn you. TSU? What's a TSU? I don't know what a TSU is. Crumpers. I don't know. But. No, that doesn't sound familiar. Here we go. Cringe worthy tweets. During Gondok's interview today, I was called Walmart Brand Summit 1G. Oh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. That it looks 50 years old. Tom. And some, I'm gonna ride those out by fifty. Come on. Yeah. So that was my my first Twitch appearance in front of more than two people. Mm-hmm. 
so the way that I kind of came up was I was streaming Smash Bros. Nobody was watching my streams. Randomly, some guy came in and was like, hey, uh, I think you would, if you want to grow on Twitch, you should join this Discord. Join the Discord. And somebody in there said, I, I really like your personality. I think that you should try out and talk to this guy, Gondok, about getting mm-hmm. on the Austin show, or, you know, the previously named show, but the Austin show. And I'd seen it on YouTube, and I kind of knew what the show was about to a degree, so I was like, fuck it, I'll try it. And, man, I was so nervous going on that show for the first time. Like, I went about it like a business interview. I was very, like, short with my answers, like, very, you know, respectful sounding, not very casual Mm -hmm. at all. And I didn't know how ruthless chat was going to be. Chat really was, like, tearing into me about everything I said. And I was looking through it, and I was like, oh, my God, what are all these comments about Tom Cruise? Like, what are they saying about Tom Cruise? I'm like, oh, fuck, they're talking about me. Yeah. And then it was uh, Satellizer, actually. Satellizer was yeah. the one that said I looked like Summit 1G, uh, who, funny enough, I did not know who that was at the time. Really? Uh, I had no idea who Summit was because I, I wasn't big into you know, huh. the whole Twitch gaming sphere at the time. Uh, but then after looking him up and like putting a hat on, I was like, Oh shit, I do look like this guy. What's his meme about? And then I found out about the punching the monitor and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The only thing that got me upset was the fact that people said I looked like I was 50 years old. I'm like, Oh, do I really? No, you don't look 50. You look like, that's what I said. Um, thirties. I'll say that. Really? I look like I'm 30. You look like in your thirties for sure, dude. That's the thing. Damn. You have an older face. I get that. That's fine. Like I thought I had a younger face. Fuck me. No, like I think you're you have an older face. Like for instance, like myself, I have an older face as well. People will say, "Yo, you look like you're in your late twenties." I'm like, "Fuck no." <laughs> yeah. Shitty. Okay, I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah. It's what the hell, Grumpus? Good thing you'll have the same face in your forties. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. True. I'm also gonna have all my hair. I have the thickest hair and the smallest forehead, dude. I'm gonna have hair until I'm dead. Ooh. I'll be six feet under for 20 years, and I'll still have hair. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Same. I'm going to be good with hair. I just like wearing a hat for stuff. Anywho. So, we got yeah. the next tweet. Claire's a little gnarly, but she's done. You're gaming. PC. Yes, dude. My first PC oh, yeah. build ever. Uh, I've always been a console gamer, primarily Nintendo. Nintendo titles, obviously, Smash Bros. and and the like. And my... Yeah, after coming to Twitch, finding out how many people are so obsessed with PC and PC gaming, I thought I was it was about time. You know, when else am I going to do this? When else am I going to actually switch over to PC gaming? Right. So I reached out to a couple of buddies that have been PC gaming for years. A couple of my buddies that are engineers, and said, "Hey, I want to build a PC. I want to get into. I want to get into PC gaming. Like, what do I need to know? And what kind of parts do I need?" And so they put together all the parts I needed. I went and bought them, and then they came over. Uh, I think it was a week later. <clears throat> and we we built the PC on stream. Hell yeah! And by we, I mean I just kind of supervised and gave them beer, and they put the PC together. But I love it. I that's love my great. PC. I just got to update the graphics card. It's the only thing that's kind of holding me back right now. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it's my baby, dude. I love it. Oh yeah, right here. That's great, Grumpers. I don't know. I think so. You could check, but who knows, sir? Um, so we got another tweet, sir, and this one is a funny tweet. Health. Is wealth? How am I doing, Gordon Ramsay? Yes, I tried to get Gordon Ramsay to respond to one of my tweets, just being absurd. So, uh, 
no surprise to anyone that is fried rice or what is supposed to be eventually fried rice. You can get it at a, we have a grocery store called Safeway out here. I don't know if you guys no, have we it have there. Safeway. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Safeway, they have the, uh, I think that's PF Chang's is the restaurant. They have their frozen fried rice. Mm-hmm. So I literally just took it out of the bag. It was frozen in a cube. I stuck it straight on the pan and I usually put eggs in it, you know, for extra, extra flavor, extra taste there. Yeah. And, uh, I just thought it would look funny. See what Gordon Ramsay would say. That being said, he did not respond, so I will oh. never know. You'll never but know. Maybe one day. Yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. You meet Gordon Ramsay and show them, hey, dude, what's the, what do you think of this? What do, you think of my, what do you think of my chicken fried rice? What do you think of my chicken fried rice? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. We got one more tweet, and then we got Instagram, and then we got some Google search and Twitch. So here we go. Your last tweet that okay. I dug up is, you replied to me, you ever meet my friend Owen, Owen13? Who's Owen 13? Who the fuck is Owen 13? Who the fuck? You were Owen 13, dude. Owen 13 means 0 and 13. 0 kills 13. test. Oh my god, dude. Did you not get it? Oh my god, you've been sitting on that for this long and you didn't know it? Oh my god. That's Evil, been that since June. Sweet. That's been that since June. Sweetest, that is the sweetest win I've ever gotten in my life right there. Holy shit. You didn't know. You didn't know. El no sabe. You didn't El know. No sabe. Dude. The hell, dude? Yes, that is Owen 13 is in Zero Kills, 13 Deaths. Yes, that is from when we played Valorant. Yep. With Henny and the boys. Mm-hmm. The good old days, yeah. dude. I, I miss Henny. Yes. I miss Henny. I miss Henny too, dude. Mm-hmm. I miss Henny. He's been... Dude. I see him. He's... You know, I open up Valorant sometimes. I see his tag there. I throw him an invite and never answers, but... Yeah. I know he's grinding. He's doing something. He's doing something, dude. Listen. I can't believe you didn't know Owen 13. Geo, shout out your channel. Yeah. <laughs> what's up? It's a Mussolini. You can find me at <laughs> twitch.tv forward slash Eagle Owl HD. Thank you. Fuck yeah. I'm kidding. No. Anywho, that was, that was jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. Now we got to Instagram. Okay. We got to dive deep into your Instagram now, sir. All right. Now. Okay. We got the pictures of you in this little thing, sir. It's crazy oh, to shit. think. Yeah, that this guy graduated three years ago today what's even crazier is now we work together three years later and i still can't shake him yeah so that is that's balls that is my best friend alva um obviously i've grown up with him i've been in school with him since we were seven middle school high school uh unfortunately not college but we did work together at the same um we both worked for pax which is a this is a vaporizer company um we both worked for pax back in in uh 2015 or 16 can't really remember Mm -hmm. and then after a few years i went back to work with him at the company that we're at now um and it's been another two years so i I literally can't get rid of him he's involved in my life in some way or another if we're not going to school we're going to work we're not going to work we're probably going to live together like it's yeah that guy is like a brother like a brother to me that's great. That's great, dude. I don't have yeah. many brothers, but I do have the odd one. And it's great to have those, you know? Exactly. Yep, everybody's got their odd one. Mm-hmm. Well, we got the next one. This. All 56 right, days see. till football season and tailgate champion. <laughs> oh, rules. my God, he's counting. dude. Yes. Yeah, counting. <laughs> yeah that, was, that was from the fraternity days. We used to... 
God, that was the thing about USC. Like, I was struggling to pay through it, but man, those they got some money down there, man. So the kids that would throw parties, they went all out. We used to do like that. That is a that is a basically a, a giant kiddie pool made from a tarp and a bunch of sandbags, and we just dumped like hmm. I don't even know hundreds of bottles of champagne in it. Champagne at some point. And what? yeah, and so that's towards the end of it. All the champagne had been cleared out except for that one bottle. And uh, I was super wasted. And a guy was like, dude, I need to take your picture for, for our homepage. And I was like, okay, great. Give me a second. I went to my room in the, in the house, put on my shorts, took my shirt off, and I just jumped in the water, posed for the picture. And then he goes, hey, man, your shoes are still on. And I said, yeah, I don't care. Take the picture. <laughs> Wait, I just went to... Oh, yeah, I see that. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, just... but that was... That that post was obviously later than the picture because that we used to do stuff like that every football game, which yeah. was crazy, Jesus. which was absolutely crazy. Damn. Thinking about that now, I don't know how I survived. I don't know how you survived, dude. You've gone through hell and back, probably. Yeah. Well, you know, different forms of hell. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's good. There's Different bad. episodes of the Hell Trilogy. It's all good. Shoes. Yes, Cam. Shoes. Well, this one, I made note of this because I'm like, yo, we needed to discuss this. Geo with a fucking beard. Yeah. Happy yes. birthday to the yeah. Lord. <laughs> dude. Hell yeah. yeah. Geo with a fucking beard. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. So that, um, I can grow a beard in two weeks if I just don't dude. shave. And so... I was getting lazy. It was in the middle of midterms, so mm-hmm. I stopped shaving. And a couple guys in the house were like, dude, that beard actually looks kind of sick. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Like, if I just ride this out, it'll grow and keep growing. Like, how far should I grow it? Mm-hmm. He said, as far as you can. So I just let the thing grow out. And um, that, that picture in particular, that, that girl to my my left, the right in the photo, uh, is my old neighbor that I grew up with this one uh, uh, super sweet girl. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's Sophia. She's actually a singer now. She's an artist, uh, traveling. She's a traveling, traveling singer, traveling artist. She's, she's on tour. Ooh. Uh, she's doing big, she's big on TikTok. She's actually kind of a little bit of a, a little bit of a clout fairy, not going to lie, but, um, she's pretty, cute yeah. So though, that, that she's pretty cute. I, I mean, I can't see her like that cause I've known her since she was like right. six years old. So I, I know everything that comes with that. But, you know, she, she, like, like I said, she's like a sister to me. Um, great girl. But yeah, the beard, man, I could grow it. I'm probably going to grow it again on, uh, this winter just for shits and gigs. Dude, see how far it goes. Like for me, but, for yeah, it's, beards, it's a look. It's great. Like, honestly, I wish I got that. Like I can't like fully get like the full thing and I get mm-hmm. a little patchy at the side. That's it. But I'm slowly getting there. It takes me about two months to nice. get kind of almost, but like. It's not as good as yours, though. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm very lucky to have uh, a lot of, a lot of hair, and unfortunately, it's everywhere except my back. My back isn't that hairy, but man, my legs, my ass, my stomach, my chest, my arms, everything is so hairy. See, I'm only hairy on the legs, and I think armpits. I'm trying to think where else. Um, that's a blessing. That is a blessing. Other places, genitals area, of course. Right, right. Right. Um, I'm trying to think where else, but of course hair, but like, yeah. Um, yeah, you got hair. I want your hair. I, well, the thing is I'm 20 years old and you're like 25, so it's going to take a couple years for sure. Most likely. Oh no. How long did it get there? How long did it take you to grow up out of full beard? 
Uh, two weeks. But, like, when did you figure out that you can? Amen. Uh, actually, that, that, uh, that picture is when I actually grew it out for the longest amount of time that I have mm-hmm. in my life. Because otherwise, what I would do is, like, I, like, I shaved today, right before this. Yeah. Um, by tomorrow, I will have hair. Uh, it won't be very noticeable, but it'll be like you could tell that there's obviously a difference in color. You can tell the yeah. difference in color right now. It's like five right. o'clock shadow almost. Yeah. Um, but give it two days, and it starts to look kind of like ashy, dirty. Mm. You know, so like yeah. the hair is getting a little bit longer. The color is so dark that you can see most of it. So when I was growing up and go through puberty and starting to grow facial hair, I was like, "Ooh, it looks like dirt. I got to shave it off, gross." Yeah. Um, so that had been the first time that I actually just said "fuck it" and just didn't shave for two weeks. Jeez, nice dude. So, I, I yeah. like I like beard geo. You need to do that. I want to see you with that. Maybe maybe this winter. Maybe this winter I'll just grow it out for shit, shits and gigs. I grew it out again this year. Uh, back in no, last was it last year? I grew it out like kind of ish, like pretty recently. Not mm-hmm. nearly as far as I've grown it in the past, but I want to say back in like November, I had it really long again. Um, I went to a wedding and I remember I had very short hair on my head and the hair on my chin was actually longer than the hair on my head. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Geo with hair. We need to make that trend, guys. Okay? Geo with hair. Geo. <laughs> Geo. I'll bring it back. All I'll right. bring it back. We got the last photo from Instagram. The balls from Yes. This is a good picture of you. Yes. I like this. Thank you. Yeah, no, so there is a, uh, so Team Labs in Tokyo is an art exhibit that is, they have a couple different themes. I think they change them out seasonally. Mm-hmm. But this was the the planets exhibit. This is and this is just one room. So in the entire exhibit, you go room to room, uh, in with different art pieces that are inspired by space. But it's all very interactive. Mm. Uh, so one room you go in, and everything looks like it's been upholstered like like old furniture. Um, but really what it simulates is what sand feels like on the moon. And so when you walk through it, you like smashing into each individual pad or what you think is like a cushion, but you really just get, it's almost like quicksand. And oh. so people are just in there like rolling around, jumping around, totally not safe for COVID right now, yeah. but those were non COVID times. Right. right. Um, and then that exhibit in particular was a bunch of, like these huge, huge, huge air inflated spheres that were on cables that mm-hmm. were either cabled to the ground or cabled to the ceiling. Um, and they had just enough helium in them that they would float when you push them, but obviously they wouldn't float off the cord, but they still had um, enough of whatever else kind of air they put in there that made it dense enough that it would come back down. So everything Ooh. in there was like, it was very uh, low gravity. Right. Mm. And so, but the, I mean, the, ball, the balls were huge. They were probably like as wide as my, I mean, you saw a picture, like as wider yeah. than my, my arm span. Right. Um, yeah. And they, they had some crazy stuff, like a lot of visual effects, like made, you know, things look like shooting stars right in front of your face. It, it was an absolutely immersive, incredible experience. I would highly recommend anybody check out uh, Team Labs in, in Tokyo, Japan. They have great, great exhibits. You can make an entire day out of it. There's no limit to how many times you can go through the exhibit. I could spend, all day in there hell yeah do it do it guys go go to that yeah. place oh yeah all right T-Bubs. we got yeah we got you when you google search your name all right this is what happens okay. here we go oh hey 
This is you. Why is okay? We search That's... up it's Mussolini. Oh my god, okay. I can actually so the first one is my profile picture. Yeah. The second one is PeaTuber, mm-hmm. because I probably like tweeted that I was on one of his things. Uh the next one <laughs> I think I retweeted Daniel Boker's tweets. Yeah, three days ago. Uh yeah, and then Deer Twitch. The last time I was on Ink Bites is Deer Twitch. By the way, shout out Ink Bites and Deer Twitch. Nice. Excellent show. Uh, the fifth one is Twitch Tank, which, oh, funny yeah. enough, I was cons- bringing back this week. Really? I was thinking about running a Twitch again. Yeah, it's been a while. And I, after hosting the tournament, I forgot how much I loved hosting those game show-esque type things. Mm-hmm. And I want to want to bring back Twitch Tank. So I'm, I'm reaching out to some people um, about helping you know participate going to think of a restructured format. I think I'm going to go to a bracket system bracket this time. System. Uh, probably less people. Holy shit. Focus on, holy 48 shit. 48 viewer rate. Uh, host ratings. Holy shit. Welcome. Welcome, guys. We're getting to... We're knowing the who of It's Mussolini. The Geo, the man, the myth, the legend. Welcome, guys. Appreciate you coming on. Hello. Hello. Well, we're diving deep into his thing. Um... Check out Geo, check out Demi- you Damn, freaking hell, I was not prepared for this. Um, there's no the who. There you guys go, okay. Um, back out of Geo, okay. So, <laughs> um, where do we go from here now? Do you, what kind of questions do you have for me about? No, no, where, where do you go for the Google search thing? Oh, where, oh, where um, where else do I go? Well, okay, so... Are we going in chronological order? I'm just kind of looking here. No, I'm just the, letting you look at this stuff because this is what yeah. happens with you. These are all things. These are all polls from Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, that YouTube is actually the very first YouTube video I uploaded uh, from from Twitch, and that was my uh, my video intro trying to get onto Andy Milanakis's uh, Adopt an Affiliate show. And so all I did was I just put a compilation together of things that I thought were indicative of my Twitch content mm-hmm. and threw them into a little mashup of a, of a YouTube video. So, yeah, in there I go and I go through, like, the beginnings of Twitch when I was going on people's shows, doing old bits like ripping my shirt off, doing dances, eating raw eggs. Um, Why aren't you doing uh, ripping some ukulele off the shirt anymore? Because I ran out of shirts. Come on, dude. Bring I back. haven't gone shirt shopping in years so i am like fresh out of fucking shirts like i probably wear the same shirts on stream multiple times dude and they're all thank god they're all just black t-shirts but like yeah my wardrobe is wearing thin but bring back the shirts that's that's cool but bring bring back the i mean the egg time to time i dance every stream uh at the beginning of every stream i dance to that uh that love story remix because i saw it in tiktok yeah. I thought that shit was funny. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that, that YouTube video is just a compilation of like all my all my bits, all my shit. Mm-hmm. Some gameplay, some actionary gameplay, me raging, me <laughs> you know, just everything that is me, at least I try to put into a three minute video. None of my none of my tangents though. None of my philosophical get to know yourself tangents. Hmm. Good to know. What streamers do you typically watch on a weekly basis? Uh, really, who like so my my thing that I feel so bad about, and this is maybe my Italian Catholic guilt addict acting up, 
is I I have met so many streamers that I want to watch all their content at the same time. But the thing is, is that because of my job, that I can't seem to find the time to watch everybody. Hmm. So I can't say that I like watch any streamers often. I I, I pop into all my friends' streams, okay. uh, even if it's for just a little bit, right? Yeah. Like even with Ludwig, you know, a guy that I've I've watched for like two years, I I don't just sit and marathon his stream anymore. Um, one because I don't have time, and two because I would I'd get more fulfillment out of showing support for my friends and seeing what they're doing. So usually the way it pans out is like when I'm when I'm working and I'm just on bullshit calls, uh, the guys that are usually live in, in the mornings, at least my time zone, are, are Woggles and uh, Quack and Caprice. Like of my of all of the friends I've made on Twitch, those are the three that are probably most consistently live uh, while I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it's towards the middle of the afternoon, I'll pop in and see what's up on Gondok for like a couple minutes here and there, just like sitting up, spam a little W or something random. Uh, but then after that, you know, once my work's done and if I'm not streaming, then I'm literally looking at my follow channels and I'm going one by one down the line of all my, all my friends that I follow. Now there are some people that I wouldn't really consider my friends that I follow that uh, sometimes I'll pop into like, you know, Miss Angelique or uh, Maddie K's uh, Greekology, uh, you know, some of some of these guys. But, you know, when it comes to, like, my, my friends, I am always in their stream for at least some time. Yeah. Right? Even if I'm just lurking. And I'll try to pull up as many tabs as I can. If it's if it's just... If it's them doing their thing that I, I know what's going to happen, like, just, like, playing a game and interacting with chat, then I'll, I'll just, like, tab it, keep it open. Um, but that's the other thing, is that I don't want to, like, rip on my friends. But I think everybody that's been doing the kind of, like talk show podcast-esque thing is kind of running its course right now mm-hmm. and that's why i like pop in say a few words kind of jump out go to the next one um i'm really watching a lot more of my, funny enough but i think because i'm playing more games on stream i'm watching my friends that are playing games on stream more hmm. really? versus when i was doing a lot more like just chatting stuff i was watching more of the just chatting stuff yeah um the one thing that i will not watch though and i hate to say it i really do i can't watch among us yeah, I, I can't. can't I can. I can. I can hardly play it, let alone watch it or stream right. it. I think play. I streamed it twice, hmm. and that's interesting. I I just I just don't get it. I don't. I'd rather play just about anything else. I'd rather play Fall Guys. I'd rather play Valorant. I'd rather play Smash Bros. Like the only thing that is alluring about Among Us is getting to play with new people and meeting yeah. new people. Yeah, I get that. Other than that, though, like, I can give a shit less. Like, the game itself isn't all that fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I play, I just don't stream it. That's the thing. Because anyone, everyone else streams it. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't need to. And I just want to just chill with people and just play games. That's all I want to do. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. It's one of those games where it's like, if you ask me to play and I'm genuinely not doing anything, then, like, yeah, I'll hop in for a couple games yeah. until I get bored. Same. Um, and I'm not going to stream it and I'll just, like, you know, hang. Mm-hmm. But I will never, I don't think I'm ever going to proactively be like, Among Us stream, let's play Among Us. Who wants to play? I did it twice. I'm not doing it again. Yeah. I, just I don't. I did it once. I'm like, like nah, no need to. Just some point. Um, any streamers you want to meet in the future? Uh, all of them. <laughs> Is that an option? Everybody, yeah. uh, everybody that I've met through Twitch, I want to meet in person. Okay. Every single person. Oh, yeah. So that means you. That means... Uh, 
Tone Link. I'm just looking at my followed right now. Tiru, Tone Link, Haliasso, Scully Ray. Like everybody that I've met, I want to meet eventually. Um, somebody that I think I want to meet in person uh, just to see the translation, definitely Ludwig. Yeah. I want to see what that dude's like actually in person. I imagine it's not that different mm-hmm. from how he appears on but like you genuinely never know. I think he's more calmer, I think. I would imagine so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think everybody... I mean, like, if you if you met me in person and you compared it to how I am on stream, like, you'd think... Not the not that they're not the same person, but I'm way more laid back, relaxed. The opinions and everything is still the same. Don't get me wrong. The personality itself hasn't changed. But like I said before, I'm more of a listener in most scenarios. So I just kind of like sit there, listen to what people are saying. I'm learning a lot about people that way. Um, very, very rarely do I just kind of like throw something on the table and see if it sticks. I'd rather just kind of. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, if you could switch bodies with any streamer on the platform, who would it be? I'm guessing Ludwig, right? Um, or no? First, first answer says yes, but if I were to really think about it, I think that it'd be super cool uh, to be like Japandy Jones, Japandy or like, Jones, yo, or like IRL streamer, because those guys, like, I can't imagine IRL streaming. Mm-hmm. I would feel like such a target, like, tool influencer loser that people make memes about with their selfie sticks or whatever running yeah. around places. But, I mean, the people that do do it and really enjoy it, like, I really want to see what, like, how they operate, like, what that's, what that's like, mm-hmm. uh, to see if that's something I could eventually want to do. But as of right now, like, I feel so cringe trying to do that. And I'm not, I'm not dissing IRL content by any means whatsoever, but to me... That's just like the stereotype I associate with it, and I can't seem to get past it. So, when I think IRL streaming and myself, I think yeah. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. I get that. This might get you in a tangent, but we'll see. Do you hope you go somewhere in with the Twitch platform? Uh, I'd be lying if I said no. Right? Mm. I would definitely be lying if I said no. I think that. This is something that has been very newly introduced to me that I've grown to love more than I thought I would, for Mm. sure. Before coming to Twitch, I genuinely thought everybody that was in Twitch chat was just a bunch of numbers. Nobody was actually a real person, just a bunch of internet trolls just looking to hate on people. And then, you know, I've come to realize that there's a lot of incredible people on this platform that I I see as my friends, like real-life friends. Um, And... I have so much that I want to to give back to those friends, and I have so many ideas that I want to to validate, right? So many things that I want, not validate, sorry, to bring to fruition, to make real, mm-hmm. right? Because I've seen so much content over the years that I really want to throw my own spin on it and see if it works. And so I don't know if I have like a particular, I do have a particular goal. Um, I do want to get partner at some point just so I can say that I did it uh, also so I could potentially change my name. I've been thinking about it's Geo dude for yeah. a long time or just Geo dude Damn. because everybody on the platform calls me Geo anyways. So it's like, why would I go by a name that nobody calls me? <clears throat> no, I call you. It's Mussolini. But I, yeah. But I mean, some people do, but a lot of people call me Mussolini and I'd rather just, I'd rather yeah. just go with Geo at that point. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's something that I definitely want to achieve at least in the short term. But then beyond that, like, I don't, 
it's one of those things that if it happens, then I'm going to ride it out. And, you know, Twitch, will it ever be a full-time thing for me? I think that's unlikely. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna, I'm not going to close that door, right? Like, if, if something happens, like, overnight that for whatever reason, everybody and their grandmother wants to watch me play video games on stream, then shit. If it, if it pays the bills and, you know, I enjoy doing it as much as I do now, then yeah, I could totally see it happen. But as it stands right now, um, I'm having fun, you know, meeting new people, you know, establishing a little corner of the internet community of people that get my jokes, like my music and, you know, tend to like to see me either rage or, or succeed and things. So it's, it's, it's good right now. It's good right now. The only thing that I want to get to in the short term would be partner just to change the name and to say that I did it. And then I'd be, I'd be pretty damn satisfied, honestly. Hell yeah. I like that. I like that. Do you think you'll stop streaming at some point though? I think everybody will, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody will at right. some point. Um, do like, that's the thing. And that's where I'm a little torn because I am changing jobs uh, next month. I'll be working for a new company that will require me in the field a lot more, so I won't be able to uh, bullshit as much during the day. And by bullshit, I mean basically watch Twitch content, think about Mm -hmm. Twitch content. Um, But what I'm hoping to do is in this new job, I'm hoping to nail down like a very set schedule so that I can keep myself honest about all the things I want to do. And if that means doing the exact same thing day in and day out, then so be it. But I'm I'm starting to think it's going to look like I got to start going to bed earlier so I can wake up earlier, work out, go to work, and then either stream right after work and then eat dinner or something or figure it out in some way so I can at least get four hours in on the days that I want to stream, um, even though it's probably going to be later in the day. Because that's, that's the issue I have right now. I usually don't go live until like 7.30, 8.30 p.m. PST, PST yeah. which for the rest of the world is like already almost midnight. Yeah. Um, so, but that's the thing is that I also stream until like fucking two or three in the morning, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's 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 brutal. And that's it's like just brutal on my, my body. Yeah. It's yeah, I'm not getting a lot of sleep, so I, I got to find a balance. Yeah, you need to like, I think I don't know. It just depends on how well you like it. Like for instance, how see with what you're doing, I think you should look at your stats on who's tuning in at what times and everything. Like, I do that sometimes. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. That's the thing. Play around with that, right. for sure. And see what yeah. works. No, I do into those, those analytics. I really don't, mm-hmm. but I need to. You should. And it's a good thing. Even Ludwig, the person that you watch, really stress upon that a lot. So, yeah, look on that, sir. Look on that. Well, no, right. What do you think, say, you'll be doing in 40 years down the road, sir? 40? 40? 40. 40. At that point, let's see, I'll be 60. I'll be hopefully retired, um, living in... I don't know. I know that I'm going to come back to California. I don't think I'm going to live here for my entire life, but who knows? But hopefully married, hopefully my kids will already be thinking about or already have kids, but definitely retired. Most definitely retired. I'm going to be retired by 65. I hope to God I'm retired by 65. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't, I want to be retired by like 45. If I fucking can, dude, I don't want to work. I don't want to work. I just want to get a living for myself and my family. And then that's, that's it. I don't need exorbitant wealth. 
That's fine. Um, but I want to be learning new skills, even as an old person. I want to, by 65, I want to know how to play the drums. The drums? Are you serious? That's cool. I want to, I want to cr- translate my obsession for air drumming into real drumming. Real drumming. That's what I want to do. By 65, yeah. I expect you to tour the world with drumming, dude. That's what I expect. Yep. Hell yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Dude. 65-year-old Geo. Fucking <laughs> Fucking funny. I love that Jam, shit. Yeah, I'm in the drums. Yeah, I'm in the dude. I'm gonna watch you in concert. Fuck it, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'll be on tour. January. Fuck yeah, dude. Alright. Describe yourself with one word. What would it be? Persistent. Persistent. That's an interesting word. Why persistent? I don't if I want something. I'm going to keep at it until I get it. Oh, yeah. So if that's Twitch partner, I will be grinding this shit until I get the partnership. If I want to, you know, own a house of my own, I will continue to work hard at my job and at Twitch and any avenue that I can to get me in that position to where I can own that house. If I want to look a certain way, I will do whatever it takes to get there. Um, it's It's something that, people have identified me as for, for years now. My, my, my boss, actually not my boss, the VP of my company uh, admires my consistent persistence, is how he phrases it, consistent, consistent persistence. Kind of a tongue twister. But um, yeah, I, I really do go hard at the things that I care about and I don't stop. Oh yeah. At all. I like that. Oh yeah, dude. Is there any other questions you want to me to discuss or get to know you? at all that you wanted to tell people um at all I'm trying to think things that i want to get out there I, i've said it a few, i've really said it a few times but i'll continue to say it because i'll never get tired of saying it but my my whole mo man the whole reason that i'm still on twitch other than you know my own selfish desire to get a partner is i'm going to grow my own platform to the best of my ability to, with the sole intention in mind to be able to reach more people, inspire more people to care about one another and to empower people to face their insecurities with a problem-solving mindset to get over what it is that they might be facing as adversity and learning how to, with your own tools, you know, your own thinking, your own thought process, being able to overcome those things and help someone else do that. Uh, you know, being able to express care for another person, express love for another person without feeling so weird, without feeling like it makes you vulnerable. Um, really just the overall encouragement to just be a better person to your fellow man is what I'm going to continue to do. And mm-hmm. all I ask is, that, you know, the people that listen to me, I just want you to remember how I make you feel, uh, understand how you make me feel, and share those feelings with with somebody else, and see how many people we can infect with this, with this kindness. Yeah, hell yeah, dude! I like that. I love that. That's why I love. I just love. I love you, dude. You're cool, dude. Love you too. Yeah, man. Well, that's about it, dude. Appreciate you, Geo. It was a good run. Yeah. And always, man. I'll for sure probably in like a year's time 
I'll do like, yo, knowing the who, extended edition. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I've been, it's easy to think, I've been on Twitch for five months now. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I, to me, it feels like two. Yeah. And you grew exponentially in five months, dude. Well, I like to think that I grew like crazy, and then I look at some of my other friends here, like Caprice and Quack, that literally exploded overnight. But yeah, no, I'm very fortunate to to be where I am growth-wise and to have already reached so many people. Um, I just hope to, to continue to do so and in mass. Hell yeah. Well, I'm going to end the call here and talk to the chat before we go. So have a good night. Is there yeah. anything else? Shout out yourself. Shout out the channel. Yeah, uh, if you haven't already subscribed to Eagle Owl HD, please do so now. Uh, other than that, I will be most likely, depending on the messages I get back, uh, if I'm not hosting Twitch Tank this week, I'll be hosting it next week. <clears throat> um, but I will be going live tonight in about an hour and a half, two hours. So if you want to come see what kind of bullshit I'm doing, probably going to be doing something along the lines of uh, falling for falling for e-girls if I fall and fall, guys. But Eagle, my man, this is this is a great show. I'm very proud of you for for doing this, um, really putting some small streamers on the map and really giving people a platform to talk about the shit that matters. So, oh, yeah. you know, as always, I'm proud of you. Kudos, and Kudos. I will uh, I'll talk to you later, my man. Fuck yeah, man. We need to play for some Valorant. We need to. Okay, we need to play it again. Yeah, yeah, we will. Right. We will. Sounds good. Have a good night, and I can't wait to watch you later. Okay. Right.